Play. Coming, Beth. <laughs> you had a big crowd. It was a good crowd. It was a good crowd. It, it was uh, seemed manageable at first, and then uh, it, it just they just kept coming. I, I guess because it was started at six o'clock. Was supposed to start at six o'clock. Remember, I told you they moved it up an hour. Mm-hmm. But on weekday, that's when everybody's getting off of work and stuff. You know, you got to realize. I think sometimes people forget that for some reason. They think that your fans, you age, but your fans are frozen in time and they're still 16. Yeah, they're hanging around in the summer. So, uh, you know, so at 5 o'clock when we all met, we get a call to hold up because uh, because the people hadn't started arriving yet. I'm like, oh, what the hell is that all about, you know? Because, of course, you're talking yeah. about the... Autograph signing that Twisted Sister right. did last night. Right, right, right. And then, uh, so we get to like 5.30 and there's, a, you know, a lot of people there and we start signing and then it just, you know, then work lets out. And 6 and 6.30 and more and more. It just, and I mean, if, I think rough number we signed was like 1,500 people in the couple hours we were there. I mean, and they were like jamming them through. Did you stay you know, only till 8 o'clock? I mean, I got out of there, I guess, and then they, well, and, well it was 15, about 1,500 people signed, but they capped the line at some point, and hundreds of people, they said, you know, came, and they saw that, you know, we weren't going to be signing anymore, and, and left. So I guess I got out about 8.15 when we stopped signing, and, and, and in the car at 8.30. So I got to bed at 10, which is kind of what I predicted, you know what I mean? Because I knew... Maybe a few stragglers, whatever, but it was good. It was good. Sean was down there with yeah, his little tape said. recorder. Yeah. Yes. I was hanging with the SMFs. <laughs> yeah, I heard. <laughs> a lot of people would come up and say, the guy from the radio station asked me a question. So excited. <laughs> they got interviewed by Sean. They don't realize Sean has like no clout on D Snyder Radio at all. I know. Like, you got no play. Like, hey, yeah, some guy from your radio station interviewed me. Only kidding you, Sean. That was a long trip. And you know who drove him down there? Who went with him? He told me, yeah, Will Cow. Yeah. Will Cow. I was stunned. That's the first person I saw in the shop. But then I remember, he said, well, well he said, I drove Sean. And I realized he's a Long Island boy himself. So... They probably figured that was cool he came with you because you probably would have gotten lost yeah. and stuff. Well, I was thinking if they didn't bring him, I'd probably just be getting there now. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, you, did he uh, put up much of a struggle or was he willing? No, no, he was more than willing. Uh, Wilkow was definitely, uh, you know, more than willing to go down there. Yeah, Wilkow's got a couple TS records himself, yeah. he's told me. He's, he's proud of a couple TS records. Likes to brag that he grew up down the block from my girlfriend, but he didn't know she lived there. 
or that I used to drive by or whatever. He was too young to understand that, but just the concept seems to tickle his fancy. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it was weird, though, because, Sean, because the way they had it set up, because it was this long store, they had, because they couldn't have struck, it was, it's a storefront that's right on a street, mm-hmm. so you couldn't have, like, lines of people out in front of the place, you know, getting in traffic, and so they made them bring them in through the back door. So when we arrive, it's an empty store and relatively few people out front. And then you go in and then they start letting them in a couple at a time. So I never really saw what was going on outside. You just basically see, you know, five people, five people, five people bringing them by. You know, I mean, no no real awareness of what was going on out there. But but Sean was out there. Yeah, it was pandemonium out there, D. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, some of those SMFs kind of scare me a little bit. The range is pretty wild. The age range, actually. Oh, yeah. And you can tell the Strangeland fans, like, miles away. Oh. These very dark, manic-depressed young kids, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're there with their Captain Howdy picture. Like, they're here for a very different reason. <laughs> and they sort of don't look me directly in the eye. They slide the picture over to me, and then they slide it back and crawl away. They don't want any trouble. <laughs> it's very weird, man. <laughs> All right. This is uh, Nick's sh- uh, song choice. Grind. Allison Chains. D. Snyder Radio. Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Radio 104. Nick's choice this morning. Pretty freaking manic, Nick. Something you want to tell us? <laughs> no. Good songs. Allison Chains. I love Allison Chains, but they are certainly like a, sort of a depressive... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> want to kill yourself band. No. They're rockers. It's over, Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> they're rockers. <laughs> oh, they're, they're rock. I mean, it's all like... Well, the guy's on freaking heroin, you know? Yeah, yeah, what do you want from him, Dave? Major heroin yeah. problems, so. which I can't really relate to, but I do like heroin-type music. It's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, I mean, I, I love Alice in Chains, but you listen to like a whole album of theirs, and you just, you got to shoot up. <laughs> Even if you're not into it, you got to. I, I did once. Uh, now, we were just talking about the, the in-store yesterday with the Twisted Sister guys and what have you, and um, definitely... Definitely interesting crowd. I mean, the range is great. And like I said, you know, the the Strangeland fans, and then you've got the, these people who are, well, by many people's definition, old. <laughs> yeah. Old school SMS there, Dave? Oh, yeah. Card carrying. I mean, I mean, back, you know, we played the clubs as people as the uh, some listeners here know for many years in the tri-state area and had a devout following and you know we play five nights a week there'd be people who would come every night to the shows travel around and every single night you'd see them there and you know and i there was this these two girls i never knew their names but i'd see them every night down there just you know couple of normal girls i seen saw them enough that you know to say hi to them if we'd be coming into the place or whatever and i knew they were best friends and they just this is what they did five nights a week they traveled to see twisted sister every show they must have hundreds of shows under their belts and then you know the band went on to uh, you know, to tour the world and, you know, left the clubs in Long Island, the tri-state area behind. And then last night, there's these two mother- women, 
my people's moms <laughs> were standing in front of me, and I'm signing orders. I'm looking, and all of a sudden, through the you know extra weight they may have put on and the trimmed hairdos and the glasses they were now wearing and what have you, I said, "Oh my God." It's you, and they and they looked, and and beyond the you know the fifteen twenty years since I've seen them last, they clearly that those same two little girls were in there, you know, somewhere. Wow. It was just kind of bizarre. Oh, they must have been really excited that you recognized them. Oh, sure, yeah. yeah. And I was really it was it was cool to see them. I mean, that kind of devotion. Because I'll tell you what, I mean, those people. I mean, you know, talking old school. I mean, we were around in the tri-state area. What it was six and a half years before we got a deal eight and a half before we broke something like that as a, as a band that you know internationally so we've you know for the full six and a half years i was screaming every night we are going to get a record deal we're going to the coast <laughs> i was screaming the equivalent of we're going to the coast every night and those are the people who like you know it was thick and thin we're like yeah twisted's going to the coast and certainly we freaking used to pack them in every place we played we had believers and uh, these were some of those people that, you know, in my heart of hearts, although I never saw them again or whatever, I would know that it must have felt good to them having been that, stood by the band for so many years and said to everybody, this band's going to make it, this band's going to make it. When we did, it must have been a real na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na moment for them. You know, I told you, I told you they were going to be big. So I felt, you know, it's kind of cool to meet them after, you know, all those years. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people, listeners to our show who've been here you know since day one or anybody who's joined the party and becomes a, a real believer in the snyder radio probably can identify with that feeling you know you you hear the show you know it's going to be a huge show it's it's you know locally a huge show and but these sit there telling you we're going to the coast and i'm sure there's many naysayers out there never doubt d snyder Okay, never doubt D. Snyder. Somebody likened you guys to the, you're my twisted sister now, they said. Who am I? You're my band. You're my band. You're not Eddie or AJ or anything like that. You're, but this is the new band. You know what I mean? Uh, I was the front man for Twisted Sister. Now I'm the front man for D. Snyder Radio. Well, who would I be if you had to have me be somebody? <sighs> I guess I'd go with Eddie. What, what did he play? He guitar. Well, that's a good, uh, well, you that's would, good. Uh, I yeah, I mean, well, no, I want to say Eddie or, or JJ, because, um, you know, they, I mean, Eddie was, uh, he was the Latino, so you're not Latino, but, but you know, chicks dug him, so, uh, you know, he was kind of, you know, prettier, trying to put the best <laughs> spin on it I can, but there's really nobody in the, in right. the band that fits you last night, oh man, you, and good thing too, guys, you know what, because we're going to be sitting, and we've done it already, what are we talking about, we're going to be sitting, if we wanted to sit and sign autographs, all day at 104 Fest, we would sign for just about everybody in the place if we were willing to sit there for the hours it would take. I mean, we, you, know, in, uh, you know, in this area, the show already has notoriety. So I think that you're wise, Beth, in resisting the temptation to add Lockwood to your autograph. I noticed you're hanging on to just signing Beth. Mm-hmm. And I said, why not Beth Lockwood? Well, it started when, from Jake and Beth, and nobody knew my last name. And well, why don't you add Lockwood? But I watched Eddie last night. I mean, I've got this scrawl, which almost looks like initials, you know, but that's like from so many years of doing it. But Eddie, 
still hold, holding on to the full name. I could have sworn he was writing like writing like his full Spanish, you know, <laughs> Eddie Rodriguez Hernandez, or, you know, like I said, what are you writing over there? My God, every name is, is it was like huge. And it was just Eddie Ojeda, but he still writes it out. And like with all the dot in the eyes and, you know, just all the little, I'm like, and you can, it's legible. And I'm like, man, this is, I'm saying, you know, Beth, Nick, good choices. Darkside yeah. Dave. I've taken to kind of, um, yeah. having this little L after the Beth, which I think is okay. Like Laverne? Yeah, I just like Laverne. <laughs> I just might go with the L. Beth L. Well, that's kind of cool. Yeah, well, it's like me because I have that little line that is N I D E R. Right. It's S, and then there's like a little blip in there. So I mean, it's it's just something to develop, but you might want to keep it simple. I'm trying to get Dark Side to go away from spelling out Dark Side with the peace sign, which has been his mo, to just more Ooh. something like D squared. You know, something like that. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> D squared. Yeah. You know, establish it now, DD. Just DD, like maybe interlocking Ds, like Daredevil used to have in the Marvel <laughs> comics. DD, yeah, because I know, you know, Mark, my bass player, he, in the very early days, you used to get Mark, quotation mark, the animal, and quotations, Mendoza, oh, paw print. And he had a little paw print on there that he put on. I mean, last night, it was like MM. Basically, <laughs> what I saw, like, M scribble M. It was like, what's that? <laughs> what happened to Mark the Animal Mendoza with the paw print? He saves that for his like full on, full blown official autograph. Like if you're doing something like a one off, you know, or something that's going to be framed or hung up someplace, mm -hmm. and then then you get the full blown Mark the Animal Mendoza. So maybe you should say. I always said Dark Side reminds me. He's like my Mendoza. Clearly, he's my Mendoza. I don't know what that means. <sighs> He's, he's 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 like Mark. He's the Mark in in the in this band. But I don't I don't I don't, I don't know really know what that means. Flattering. Isn't he the guy who wanted to kill your family? Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> but that was later. I mean, we were best friends at some point, and then you know. But I mean, sure, potentially there's a potential. Darkside Dave's got that in him. Gun toting. <laughs> Thanks. Gun toting. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh gee. Yeah. <laughs> gun is a gun. He's a he's a gun nut. He's got it. It's all there. It's all ready to go. And look, Mendoza had you know your dark side, Dave Wallace, Mark the Animal Mendoza. You got the peace sign. He had the paw print. <laughs> Similarities? Yes. Coincidence? I don't think so. Two redheads. They're both redheads. They're both tall, big guys. Both had man boobs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> Okay, so you're the Mendoza. So I, I'm changing it. Beth, I'm thinking you're more J.J. French. Hooters, hooters. Okay. Okay. That was, I think, an actual... He was hootering himself, not you, Beth. I, I'm <laughs> it was aware. A, it was a delayed hooter. I don't think I remember recall ever getting that sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a lot going for you, sister. That's all right. Okay, okay. We, I think we believe we made a checklist about a week ago when you were kicking some major bootay. <laughs> You had it all going on, did you not? Remember that list of what guys are checking out? That's true. I believe you had it all going on, sister, sister soldier. Thanks, Dave. So that would make, I'm, I'm saying, so you're JJ, he's animal. That makes Nick, mm, I got no, I can't make him a sweat roadie, dark side. I got to make <laughs> him, 
I got to think of him more as, uh, he's Eddie. He's Eddie Ojeda. <laughs> Listen, you know, it was kind of the girls kind of dug him, but it was definitely some screws loose. <laughs> and Eddie, and he was, you know, he, he liked to, he liked to party. Eddie liked to party. He made the scene out there in L.A. He he he, he hung out with Nikki and the boys. You know, yeah. uh, go to the went to, was at the Dubrow Chateau. Well, you know, he was making the, the yeah. eighty scenes. He, you're in it. I I guess Sean, you'd be AJ. Tattooed scumbag. You're about the same size as him too. Oh, I was just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was just gonna say, is that good or bad? Okay. Oh, I like AJ. We play, you know, we, we still play <laughs> together and stuff. So, uh, but AJ, and I make Psycho Charlie Six Sister Baraka the Sound Man. <laughs> 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 hey, Psycho, you don't even like my music anyway. You're the only person here who never owned one of my albums. You scumbag. <laughs> He's a little young. In I signed autographs for five year olds last <laughs> night. Okay, and they were singing. We're not going to take it. Would it kill him? Hum a few yeah. bars once in a while. Yeah. This should be a prerequisite. Matter of fact, from now on, when you interview interns, I want them to stand up and sing, we're not going to take it. Yeah. They can't get at least one verse correct. They're out of here. That's good. Okay? Yeah, I like, like that system. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you've done really well on your interview. I really like what you've got here. Your resume is fine. Uh, would you mind standing up and singing, we're not going to take it now? What? <laughs> You know, just like the first verse, maybe. Continue got? and everything. <laughs> <laughs> to be used at a later date. Yeah. <laughs> to humiliate and embarrass. Yeah. Like oh, speaking of humiliate and embarrass, somebody is getting me an interview that I did with a local fanzine on Long Island, uh, actually in my hometown, when I was a Twisted Sister, but I think it was before we were signed, I'm pretty sure. And uh, they, they still have a tape. I, I think it might be pretty interesting to hear what I had to say back then, <laughs> uh, you know, before I made it and all that stuff. So uh, I'm, I'm going to get a hold of that tape. We should listen in. could be interesting. All right. This is what's going on. We're taking a break. Come back, right? This is the plan. Recap. SMFs make me horny. Now, is this a recap? Yeah, but I don't think it has anything to do with it. Oh, okay. The overall theme I was really excited about, you know. It's just how you feel. Yeah, all the SMS coming out. And I'm excited, you know. Dave. <laughs> Sean, did you call Nick while you were down there and hold the mic up and hold the phone up, let him get some of the vibe of what was going on? Did you hear from him? No, I don't have a cell phone, so I couldn't call him. So, oh. Yeah. Wait a minute, I thought that was your, your only link to civilization was your cell phone. It no. It was. It was. I lost that. He has no, no, <laughs> once he leaves this building, Sean has no means of communication except for a pay phone. <laughs> oh, that's why I had to get you hooked up with a station vehicle. Did you have a station vehicle down we, there yesterday? Yeah, we had a station vehicle. Which um, one? Uh, we had the new uh, Mazda Tribute. That we have. Oh, oh yeah, it was a nice ride. Nice yeah, ride. Was, is there D Euros on there? There's a huge D Euro in the back window. You can't really see out the back window with the, uh, <laughs> the rear view mirror now. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> uh, did the SMFs uh, see the vehicle? They saw the vehicle and they were like, yeah, D, D. Uh, <laughs> and they were chanting D. And D, I just wanted to say that, like, Mark the Animal Mendoza, he kind of scared me when I was a kid, but he, I think he scares me more now. He Seriously? Yeah. First of all, he yells and screams a lot. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that. I just, when I met him, his handshake was like, I thought he was going to break my hand off. Well, Sean, yeah. this must have been 
a pretty big deal for you to meet the whole it band. Was. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I didn't want to get in their way, but you know, I just hold I, it. Hold that thought. I want to ask you about that. <laughs> no, nah, you didn't flay any of the man. No, no, oh, okay, no. Right. I, I stayed away. From um, that. that was good. I, I do want to ask you about Mendoza. If, uh, <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> curious to hear this. But uh, Dark Side Dave's starting to sweat. So I know when we need to break for spots. He doesn't even send me a message. Just so, so, so perspiring. <laughs> okay. Let's take a break for spots. We'll come back. I'm going to find out, get uh, Sean's impression of Mark the Animal Mendoza. Oh, uh, yeah. God, my ear is still ringing. He yells all the time. <laughs> I'll explain it in a minute. And, and we've got the recap also. Stick around yeah. for these things. <laughs> Oh, was that Mark? Was it Ozfest? It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Get used to it. Highest in quality. I kind of like it. Best for you. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're off to a good start. On Radio 104. Things you need to know. Get out your crayons. Write this down. Tonight, on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? One of your own. Zalman. Woo! Do we know it's at 8 o'clock, Nick? Zalman in the house! 8 o'clock. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? He faces off with Reege. 8 o'clock. It's going to be great. Oh, 8 o'clock? That means we can watch it. Awesome. Oh, yeah, of course. You have to stay up. Well, I th- well, I'm up at eight anyway. I go to bed at nine, but I'm thinking. I was thinking that maybe, you know, I'd hear it cold tomorrow. Oh, that's past my bedtime, but I I'm staying up to watch. Yeah, I think I want to see. I want to see Regis's facial expression when he sees Zalman. <laughs> he, he lays eyes on Zalman for the first time. I can't wait to see what Zalman wore. Wow. How's that? I was thinking about it last night. I watched that show a lot, and I don't. Th- there have been some kind of strange people, but. I don't think they've ever had a Zalman on that show before. And it's gonna be so at least not someone with that name. No. Well, you remind me of the other Zalman. <laughs> What's up with that? The other Zalman Nakamovsky that we had on the show. <laughs> uh, anyway, but we're real proud. Honestly, I am. That, that, I am, uh, too. One of our own has made it, and I don't know how far he made it. He's a really bright guy, but it'll be interesting to watch, and it's on tonight, and we'll get a chance to talk to him tomorrow about that. I was a lifeline when it was not used, but that was kind of exciting in and of itself. But now they've contacted me that they've got an upcoming rock and roll millionaire that they want to know if I'll be on. And I said, of course I will. And Zalman, you will be my lifeline. I won't use you, but you'll be sitting there by the phone. Now you will know what it feels like. No, no, it's totally cool. Um, and also Sunday, jot these things down. Twisted Sisters Behind the Music is premiering on VH1 at 9 p.m. And if you want to do it in style, okay? I mean, of course, you know, sit at home like myself because I need to take this all in. (laughs) As I said to somebody last night, I'm not sure I'll be talking to these guys anymore after Sunday. We're getting along fine right now. People who were on last night may have the last ever group autograph. <laughs> yeah, you may have witnessed the last autograph sign. I don't know what these ba- these bastards said about me. We'll find out. Uh, but if you want to do it in style, head on over to Rookie's Sports Bar and Grill in the Kmart Plaza in Cromwell, Connecticut. Okay, because they're going to have, well, first of all, Nick and Darkside are going to be there. And, well, and then, of course, Radio 104, and they'll have uh, photos and T-shirts and hats and Euro stickers. And on the big screen TVs there, they're going to have the VH1 behind the music. Rookie Sports Bar 
and Radio 104 are going to be celebrating the debut of Twisted Sisters, the premiere of Twisted Sisters Behind the Music. They're going to have a free buffet uh, for all the Radio 104 listeners to come down. So head on over there and hang out with a bunch of other peeps and Nick and Darkside and, uh, and gape and wonder when you hear me uh, talk about just how bad... After, after Sunday, I know... I'm no longer going to hear about how much money I've got and how successful I am because I was there, bro. I was down, down, down. And you will, I've come clean with just how down I was. Embarrassing down. Okay, so I won't hear. I fought my way back, Nick. You're going to come out. You know what? You're going to watch right behind the music and you're going to come out like, like, remember that feeling you had when you came out of the first Rocky movie, how you bounded out of the theater, <laughs> yeah. bam, 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 you fizzle yeah. up and you're ready to take on the world? Yeah. yeah. You're going to hear that same music and you're going to hear, we're not going to take it. Cool. Yes. Yes. Awesome. You'll be ready to fight. Yeah. In the parking lot at Rocky's. Big scene. No, I'm not saying fight, that kind of fight. I mean, uh, fight your way to the top and uh, struggle and say, damn, D did it. Twice around, twice uh, around. What's that? <laughs> cool. Exactly. You're going to be fired up. That's I what I'm hoping. That. Thank That's you. why I came clean, because I think oh, that, so that kind of stuff is cool. You know, if, if I didn't come back from it, I would never say a word because it's really <laughs> embarrassing. But when you come back from it, it's like, yeah, that's that's the American dream there. That's the story. Cool. You struggle, you succeed, you crash. you like the phoenix, you rise from the ashes. Cool. To be a star again. <laughs> I gotta do that. I can't, wait. I can't wait to see it, really. Yeah, well, that's happening. you haven't told us. And no, I've told you I was on the... I mean, I've, I've given you the definition of balls in my ass. I told you zero dollars income. In and, one year. And keep in mind that we may appear in the B-roll. <laughs> that's, that's, here's a possibility. That's right. You're in the background. That's right. If they show anybody, in the, you know, I think you may have picked up by accident. If they didn't use a computer to sort of erase you. Well, all I know <laughs> is that I had to sign a waiver. <laughs> Woo! And she has a copy framed on a wall. <laughs> I signed a waiver for VH1 right on. So I just want to, oh, we got to have a traffic update. Um, we'll do the traffic at the recap. Just so you found Mendoza to be rather uh, an intimidating guy. He he kind of when I first when you first introduced me to him, you know he stood up and you know I was like oh my god he's was very he tall broad. or what he's yeah he's very broad he's tall and broad and big yeah he's um I mean he yeah he's a big guy he's definitely a big guy and when he shook my hand it's like he wrapped his whole hand around mine. And I thought he was going to rip it off. And, like, when he said hi to me, he's like, he gets, like, like three, four inches of my, from my face. He's like, hey, uh, nice to meet you. I'm like, like, hi, nice to meet you, too, dude. Yeah, he, he like, pumps the arm. Like, a, he grabs it and starts, like, like he's, you think he actually is trying to tear it from your shoulder. But that's his handshake. Yeah, he, he's, he doesn't look the same as I remember him, though, D. Like, oh, you know, he's, he's got, you know, the hair is now, like... Combed back, braided, yeah. long point. He looks like a he looks like a looks biker. like a full on bike. Yeah, yeah, he's a biker. Definitely I mean, a biker. He, he always was a biker, and that's basically we dressed him up. But and he was always just a biker. I'm not one to talk, but he's definitely he's put on some pounds, D. <laughs> yeah, he's he's he's, 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 uh, he's definitely uh, put away the. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, the, the donuts. Yeah, because I mean, all I could think of was like, wow, if you guys ever remaster Stay Hungry, he might want to change the title to I'm Full Now. <laughs> 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 because he's huge. So what you're saying is that the old stage outfits will not fit. Oh, definitely not. But D had his colors on last night. Uh-huh. Nobody else wore them. No, I was disappointed, but I saw D like I, I right in the middle, just yeah. looking regal with his denim jacket and twisted. Sweet. And then all the other guys. But I don't think their denims would fit them as well as it fits you. <laughs> oh, Sean, you know how to kiss up like nobody else. <laughs> no, I, but I mean that, though. I mean, he, uh, you look the best out of the band. I mean. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that the other guys didn't it quite. It happens to be true, actually. Didn't quite keep in shape like D. I think I have a picture of his backside in my wallet if you care to kiss it right here. My favorite Mendoza moment is um, on stage at a coliseum and uh, some kid dives over, like, you know how, like, on the sides, the way, when you have a big coliseum, the way the seats on the one level up, sometimes they almost, they're relatively close to the sides of the stage. Sure, you ever sure. And some kid dove. Over, off the railing and to the stage, a struggle with the stage and ran up the stage and Mendoza turns and as he turns from his back, he pulls out a blade that looks like Crocodile Dundee. This long friggin', I mean like so instinctively, just like, because Mendoza's very paranoid and he always sees somebody come out of the corner of his eye and he pulls out this, this is, he's playing bass, pulls a knife and turns this kid I see the kid freeze Turn around and go diving back the other way. <laughs> bad idea. Bad idea. I mean, he thought I finally made it. Mendoza pulls a knife on him on stage. I'm like, Jesus, this guy's on. This guy's a little on edge. <laughs> it's our show. He's threatening the fans with knives, and he's yelling and screaming. He's he's he's, he's very um, into intimidation. I mean, people were like, "Like, come on, let's go, move it, move it. He was screaming out <laughs> at the people. And some people were leaving the line. They were afraid to get his autograph. They were going around them. And I'm sitting there going, oh, man, this is like, it's something. It's something. See? I mean, it's just like, I see this, uh, and that's why I see another comparison. I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, un- one day, Todd Thomas came up behind Dark Side Dave and, un- and was caught him off guard, and he spun around and pulled a knife on Todd. It might happen. It might happen. So you have to watch out. Dark Side's on edge, too. Okay, it's time for a recap, but first we need a traffic update. You know what we'll do? We'll just do the traffic right into the recap. Recaps entitled SMFs Make Me Horny. has nothing to do with the actual recap itself. So, so enjoy that. And Psycho Dan, what's going on? All right, this traffic report is brought to you by UConn's non-degree studies program. To continue your education, visit continuingstudies.uconn.edu. All right, it's pretty quiet out there. 84 East is delay-free. 84 West, just a little bit of heavy fog out in the Waterbury-Danbury area, but it's not bad. Once you make it through that, 91 South coming into town is delay-free. 91 North, also no problems. Route 2 is a smooth ride. 91 South into New Haven is delay-free, as is 95 South. No problems there either. Traveling on Route 8 through Waterbury, it's delay-free. At 649, I'm Psycho Dan with this Modern Rock Report on Radio 104. Well, the internet search engine Ask Jeeves carried out a survey of barbecue habits, and it revealed that 42% of the population believe men are, quote, masters of the meat. 
31%. Say, <laughs> don't hang that out there and say we're masters of the meat. Hey, 42% you know of the population thinks that. Talk about barbecue? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Women, however, 31% view their roles as the brains of the barbecue, if you will, the people who do the serving and the cleaning and the general presentation of all of the food. Also, 11% of people believe men monopolize the booze at a barbecue, and 4% of males admitted to actually passing out face down at some point during a barbecue picnic. <laughs> uh, you mind if I have a bite of your uh, hot dog? 66% of the population has admitted to having some type of food poisoning after attending a barbecue. 66? 66. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, I mean, it's so difficult to cook chicken through with a normal barbecue. And it ultimately, it's usually raw in the middle and burned on the outside with most barbecues. And we chow down on it, and, and you get sick. No doubt. <laughs> so, Dark Side, you passed out on a barbecue already? Uh, it's been a while, but yeah, I've... <laughs> Had my bouts with with uh, the barbecues, yeah. Nick? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so, and, and he's a relatively young man. Think of the years of passing out you guys have ahead of you. Cool. <laughs> years and years. I've never passed out, but as far as master of the meat, I'll tell you what. My wife is sort of, uh, yeah, she's, uh, I was master of the meat. Where's the beef? But then... She got hip to the fact that really I was destroying some really good meat quality meats out there. <laughs> I, I like to think I'm master of the meat and I like to play with the barbecue and burn stuff. You know, fire's cool. But she got really hip a little while ago. I said, wait a minute, everything is friggin' burnt to a crisp. Give me that damn tongs, I'll do it. So a lot of times she's sort of, like you said, she's the, what did they say, the women are the, the brains? Mm hmm. So I'll sit there, you know, and get the fire going, and I'll throw the meat on and stuff. But then she'll come at the very end and say, you know, let me get in here before you destroy this completely. I pay So it is for dark side. How's your cooking skills? Oh, man, I am a great cook, dude. See, who yes. he thinks he is? Oh, no. Macaroni and I cheese? I made the best pork ribs last night. Oh, it was so tasty. See? On the grill? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm good like that, dude. In the kitchen or on the grill? Uh, last night was in the kitchen, but I've done them on the grill. They came out perfect, awesome, tasty. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not as good as I once thought I was, quite honestly. Do you boil but, it first? Like, you know, when you're doing, like, chicken on the grill, do you boil it first? Well, that's what Suzette, see, that's the, you know, you're very in touch with your feminine side. It's a nice quality. <laughs> uh, I try. It's, that's, uh, that's one of the things that Suzette, that's one little hint with yeah. pork, you know, microwave it, or especially chicken, so your inside gets cooked up, mm -hmm. and then you just finish it off on the grill. This way, you don't take a chance of giving your guests trichinosis. <laughs> 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 you never get a thank you card after that. Parting gift. <laughs> Had a lovely time. Here's a smear from my, my stool. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, scumbag. Well, a Slovakian man has beaten his own power-juggling world record by juggling three balls, each weighing Six and a half pounds. Milon Roskov topped his own record by more than a half a minute by juggling the balls for seven minutes, seven seconds. Your balls are showing. How many balls did he juggle? Three. He's already made it into the Guinness Book of Records on ten separate occasions. 
He made an average of 180 throws a minute during the fourth Slovak Juggling Championships. Total combined weight of the balls during his feet, 8,300 pounds. Although there are no official international power juggling competitions, the sport is increasingly popular in Slovakia. It sure can handle balls, that's it for sure. sure can, D. Sure oh, can. Uh, Sean, you jump in there. You tell me you can uh, <laughs> juggle more balls than that at yeah. one time. Yeah, four. Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I can do. You can do better well, than yeah, that, yeah, You use the chin, now. You use yeah. the chin and the bridge yeah. of the nose. Yeah, across my chin. <laughs> That's exactly what I do. Uh, I, I don't know if that's legal with the rules. <laughs> that extra. I hope we can look into it. I would love to be a part of it. How does it Are they heavy balls? Story about juggling <laughs> become so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> nice demonstration, Nick. He does. He always brags about that, too. Yeah. Really something I'm really proud of. Juggling. Extremely proud. I told Todd yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You're sick. <laughs> We're back. All right. Um, we got all kinds of things to do. Talk about. Big show. Always a big show on D. Snyder Radio. Of course, we've got plenty of news for you. We've got giveaways. We've got Ask D. Snyder Radio. You're going to be able to win an in-dash CD player from Action. It says Auction Auto Sound. Is it auction or action? It's action. Oh, okay. <laughs> they gave uh, us this great prize. <laughs> the least you can do is not have a typo in their name, Nick. Well, I don't know how that you got in there, to be honest with you. <laughs> Scoundrel. It just crept voice. in. I don't know how that escaped me. How does that happen? I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. A mind like a steel trap. Uh, I mean, auction auto sounds a very different company, don't you think? Oh, what else we got? Oh, oh we got an interview later on in the show with Matt Hardy of the Hardy Boys. We spoke to him yesterday. He's promo he was promoting uh, SummerSlam this Sunday on pay-per-view. Got a chance to uh, pick his brain. Beth thought he was a bit Chris Benoit-ish. Just in the, in the beginning. Oh, just in the beginning, but then he, he redeemed himself. Okay, so lots to do. News is next. Beth, what are we looking at here? Well, the accusations just keep getting worse about watering Mayor Phil Giordano. Also, if you're in your 20s and you think you're forgetful, you're probably right. I'll tell you about a new study. Man says getting struck by lightning three times is just about as much as he can take. You'd be shocked <laughs> to find out... That was worth a pause, actually. ...how many Chinese people are dying because of smoking. Also, Dark Side Dave, fire up the pickup because the world's largest yard sale is about to get underway. I'll tell you where that's happening. Yodeling may help you relieve your stress. Bill Clinton no longer a role model, and I'll tell you... Whose faces are among the most popular at the plastic surgeon's office? Well, Darkside I... Dave's dad is not one of them. I'm sorry. I was just hanging there. The it's so yet. tough to pass up a good joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, uh, I actually got a bunch of reactions to yesterday's newscast. Hey, but before we break, let me tell sorry. you. 104 Fest is happening Monday, September 3rd. That's Labor Day at the CTNow.com Meadows Music Theater. 25 bands with 25 bucks, people. That's Pavilion or Lawn tickets 
and everybody who's somebody's going to be there. But bands like Blink One Eighty Two, Saliva, Alien Ant Form, Some Some Forty One, Crystal Method, Dave Navarro is going to be there. Local legends, Fault Line, Grover Dill, Graysell Green. Twenty five bands, twenty five bucks. Is this? What about the term where it's twenty five bands for twenty five bucks? Aren't you getting? <laughs> That's a freaking good price. All right, buy your tickets now at all tickets.com locations. Metals, box office, strawberries, coconuts, LaSalle music, or you can charge by phone. 203-265-1501. Charge on phones got to be pretty big with our audience because a lot of uh, business people out there, people on the job, mm-hmm. got the cell phone. 203-265-1501. Or purchase online at Radio104.com or be calling number 10 right now at 860-666-4444 and D-Sider Radio will give you, that's right, give you a pair of tickets to 104 Fest where we will be in force signing autographs, hanging out, introducing the bands, having a damn good time. Send out the summer in style. Radio 104 Fest, Monday, September 3rd. That's Labor Day. All right, we'll be back with the news and more. It's D-Sider Radio. It's Radio 104. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. Each word has more weight to it. Snyder Radio. That's like S&M stuff. This is going to be great. On Radio 104. Got the message. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. The sick Now you know the truth. D. Snyder Radio. On Radio 104. Things you need to know. Tonight on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, one of your own, Zalman. Definitely, uh, I don't know, he's one of the early peeps. <clears throat> Certainly one of the first ones we met. Zalman. Nine o'clock, not eight o'clock, Zalman. Zalman was calling, find out what time he's on at nine o'clock. Also, all next week, look forward to Moonchild behind the music. That's right. Yes, there's Twisted Sister behind the music. Not to be outdone, New Britain's own Moonchild, Dark Side Dave's band, has it behind the music. <laughs> You'll be hearing that all next week, a different installment each day. Learn about their barely perceptible rise and their balls-on-fire descent. <laughs> God, I love that. Uh, all right, and that's all next week on d Standard Radio trying to organize the reaction here, but I want to give away something right now. You know what? Action Auto Sound. They're one of these companies throughout the state of Connecticut who are saying, who is this new force in radio in the Connecticut area? My God, it's D. Snyder Radio, for God's sakes. How do we get on board and ride this guy's coattails to the top? Well, very simple. Just take the actions you are, hence your name, Action Autos, Action Auto Sound. They're joining the party and they're giving away CD players, in dash CD players to our listeners right now. Tickets, schmickets. This is Tunes we're talking about, baby. Call number 10, 860-666-4444. You will win an in dash CD player from Action Auto Sound. There are people out there going, I had to write a freaking song parody for a damn DVD player. I know. This is just all just shows how freaking fabulous this show is. Some reaction, if I might. Okay, I gave away that. 
trying to figure out how to cut it. I mean, that newscast you did yesterday was just rife. Is that the word, rife? With, with uh, information that people wanted to react to. This is not a newscast reaction, though. This is uh, a letter says, what I learned today. Today I learned that it wasn't, D, it wasn't your ability to smooth talk, Suzette, that overpowered your aesthetic limitations. Nice terminology there. Very PC. Your wife was freaking blind. You should be thanking her mom every day for discouraging her from seeing an optometrist. Didn't you notice the awkward silence the moment you came into focus the first time she put on the glasses? <laughs> the next day, she probably went back to the optometrist and asked him to replace the lenses with plain glass. Funny guy, just busting your balls, Chopper Pete. Uh, Chopper... I've often said that myself, <laughs> that maybe it's for the best, that she doesn't wear her glasses too much, coming to focus like the blind person seeing for the first time. What the hell is that? <laughs> <clears throat> then another subject, this comes in, says, D, first we'd like to say that we both love your show and Twisted Sister. Good start there. We have corrupted all three of our kids, Mike 12, Dana 9, and Scotty 6. All three boys must be your greatest fans. My mother... 67 years old is still a big fan of yours and still has a poster of you which she stole from my room quite a few years ago hanging up in her bedroom go grandma well it's nice to be fan <laughs> <laughs> was she there yesterday at the signing that's three generations date my fiance and i are getting married whoa dark side why are you rushing things <laughs> mike 12 <laughs> my fiance and I okay anyway my fiance and I are getting married on October 27th 2001 since you now hold the awesome power to marry people being a reverend as I am we were wondering if you would be available to marry us you'd make three kids two adults and one 60 year old lady really happy signed Lynn and Stewie Lynn and Stewie I am extremely flattered to be asked to uh, to you know do the ceremony and marry the two of you guys. It's about friggin' time. But I have promised my dear friend Darkside Dave that they would not get sloppy seconds or thirds. That uh, they would be the first people I marry that was part of the deal. Was it not Darkside Dave? Yes, it was. Absolutely. And when's this so, couple getting married? October? Uh, in October. Darkside, and we're talking, we're talking December. Darkside. Yeah. Because you know, we'll want to let the Beth wedding. We were discussing yesterday when Darkside and Darkside and Michelle, I guess we should have a modicum of you know, input on this, have said that they'd like to marry <laughs> in December if they are, in fact, being railroaded by the radio show. Well, you do need a little time, <laughs> as I have found, to put together everything. It's yeah. not, you can't, I don't think you could do it by October. I, I mean, yeah. you could, but you want to take a little time. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, don't you want know, those like VFW halls aren't available just snapping yeah. your fingers, okay? Even just to get the dress, it takes a few months to get it fitted and everything. But so. I think we're going to do a semi-casual type of thing. But doesn't Michelle want to wear a wedding dress? Yeah, uh, yeah but I don't think she's going to go old school, traditional, flowing Well, no, but any kind of wedding dress. I mean, she's so tiny. Yeah. You got to get something fitted on her. Yeah, yeah. It's going to take yeah. a little time. So you're not, not by October, unfortunately for Lynn. I don't think that... No, you know how long it took, took you to get fitted on her. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> be at least half that. By the way, I think Dave from, Dave from Taftville won the CD yeah. player from Action Auto Sound. So you can stop calling now. And then uh, on the subject here of, uh, of getting uh, crapped on, 
which for some reason you guys decided was an interesting conversation to have while you're having a cigarette break. Prophet said, this just in, I heard that Sean would let Rob Halford take a dump on him. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Sean. Of course you would never let a rock star take a dump on you. Um, <laughs> Sona Woman says, you always talk about yourself, D, as being self-deprecating, and that's a good thing. But today we learned that in some sense, Nick is self-defecating, <laughs> and that's just wrong. Please do not hook him up with people with similar interests. That's the last thing he needs. <laughs> well said. <laughs> and Diesel Doug says, uh, I believe what Nick was talking about this morning is similar to a hot plate. It's called a hot plate. That's an act where one person puts saran wrap over their face and the other one lets loose. Yeah. <laughs> if, if that's the sort of thing he's into, I'll pass. Signed, Diesel Doug. Imagine how much other stuff that you've tried before you figure out that that's what does it for you. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, you've got to have run the gamut. You don't start as, there, do you? <laughs> as you're laying there, <laughs> and the person's sphincter is flexing above you, oh. is this the moment where you say, "What am I doing? <laughs> How did I get here? How did I get here? Exactly. What happened to me? Was I dropped when I was young? I don't know. I mean, I think you guys are being a little bit. I don't. <laughs> we are not being a little anything. It I mean, was never you wouldn't intended. find that at all interesting. Apes, monkeys what? play with, with their duty. No. <laughs> Zero. I mean, not that I've ever done it or I'm into it, but... But, you're, 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 but you thought about it. You think it. You, you see where it, there might be a certain appeal to it. You think it's yeah. interesting. It Look is it. interesting. This it's is not. close. All you people out there who are listening who like this kind of thing... You're, you're I almost said the F word. You screwed up. All right? <laughs> this is a fact. This is from a guy who's worn pantyhose, okay? I'm telling you. You've got a problem? See a doctor. This is not what was intended, okay? It's not like you're playing with it. Yeah, but now that you like throw the apes. The saran wrap into it, I mean, that makes it clean at least, you know? Oh, there's the table, the glass tabletop, squatting on a tabletop. The person sits below it. No interest. No. I'm with zero, Dave. zero. It's 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 waste product. It's meant to be discreetly eliminated and buried. Yeah, but it's not okay. so much the waste product. It's the movement of the sphincter that I think would be interesting. Well, good. Well, good. <laughs> you know, I think I think Sean, you should lend Nick your copy of of Typo's Origin of the Feces. I will bring that has in for a him. picture of uh, Pete Steele's sphincter muscle. His just spread cheeks and his asshole on the uh, cover. Did I yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on to the news. But first, a traffic update from Psycho Dan. Psycho. This traffic report is brought to you by Suburban Sports. Summer is here, and when you think outdoor sports, think Suburban Sports in Berlin. For the best selections on bikes and kayaks, visit Suburban Sports in Berlin, your outdoor sports headquarters. Thank you, Dark Side. Traveling 84 yeah. East. We had a breakdown by exit 46, but that's been cleared out of the way. Slowing traffic down just a bit as you pass by. <laughs> Such a dick. This is a good 84 one. West, a little bit heavier yeah, than the Bulkley Bridge. 91 South, a little bit slow down by the 84 Merge. 91 North is delay free. Route 2 gets a little bit heavy coming up by the flyover. 
Uh, traveling into New Haven, still pretty quiet down there. 91 South is delay-free, as is 95 South. No problems there. Route 8 through Waterbury is a smooth ride. At 717, I'm cycling with this Modern Rock Report on Radio 104. Hartford Current Today is reporting a 17-year-old girl has told the State Department of Children and Families she was paid by Waterbury Mayor Philip Giordano to watch him have sex with her aunt and then have him perform sex acts on her. The oh, my God. Is an older cousin of the two girls Giordano is accused of abusing. This is a whole family? It's a family affair, it seems like. <sighs> I mean, the, the whole current story, I can't tell you about it here, but <laughs> it's the headline, and it just keeps getting worse and worse. What a scumbag. There's a reason that an investigator went in with a hazmat suit and took the carpet out of his private law office. <laughs> no, you're kidding. Oh, I'm not kidding. A hazmat suit? Yeah. What's that? <laughs> Hazardous material suit. Oh. oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. He's got you beat, dude. You know what your mom used to wear when she used to come get your clothes out of your room to wash them? Yeah. yeah. The hazmat suit. You know, things have really, I mean, you're just, life has gone down the toilet. I, when you get an email, when, when a morning show gets an email from a 15-year-old listener who and her friends have written a rap song about the mayor. Okay, this is from <laughs> Melissa. I can't rap it, but the words are Big Pimpin' Philly G. He's been doing Big Pimpin' on the green. Big Pimpin' in CT. He's just the mayor man pimpin' on the PC. I mean, they're writing songs. About, <laughs> teenagers are writing songs about you, dude. You are a pathetic old man. You know that? Really? It's disgraceful. Oh, and, and what's with the aunt? And her, I and her know. children and her well, whatever. What's going on? The woman being referred to as Jane Doe apparently has some history of drug abuse, prostitution, and there is a rumor, she's saying anyway, that one of her children, a son, is actually the illegitimate child of Phil Giordano. She's a whore. Oh, you know what? Uh, Sean, you have her 888 number <laughs> that you can share with the audience? Yeah. Hoo -ah! I can get right. that for you. Oh. By the way, thank you, Melissa, for your big pimp and Philly G lyrics. <laughs> Forecasters think the Atlantic hurricane season will be getting a new tropical storm today. A depression east of Barbados would be named Tropical Storm Chantal if its winds surpass the 39-mile-per-hour threshold. Right on. Storm watchers are up in the eastern Caribbean. It's oh, that's awesome. We're bringing in, uh, in uh, African-American names now? It doesn't sound that intimidating, Chantal. Chantal. Yeah, we should get some of those Siobhan's and some of those names in mm -hmm. there. I like them. Really, really, it really makes it sound, it sounds more festive mm -hmm. with a name like that. Scores of calls are flooding into an FBI hotline from people who fear they were victims of a Missouri pharmacist. He is charged with diluting chemotherapy drugs. The agency says an investigation may take a long time because there could be hundreds of victims. Did you hear about this thing? Yeah. Oh my God! Did you guys? Any of you guys hear about this dark side? Didn't read it on the Rolling Papers. <laughs> <laughs> nope, didn't make the headlines. <laughs> this piece of crap was probably good friends with Phil Giordano, allegedly. He has been diluting chemotherapy patients medications down to as much as one percent solutions. So you're supposed to have a hundred percent medicine for your cancer. And he's watered it down to 1%. Imagine if that was your drink. How watered down. How pissed off would you be 
to get a drink that was watered down to 1%. Really angry, I'd hop right behind the bar, beat the bartender. Right. <laughs> well, now imagine if you didn't know it. So you're paying full price, you're expecting the high, it tastes the same, you have no way of knowing, and you're not getting off, and you're going, what the hell's going on with this booze? This stuff, I thought this was good gin. This is crap. These are people who are dying. These people are dying for his own gain, personal gain. And apparently, he's worth millions of dollars, this guy. I wonder why. Yeah, no kidding. Go back and find out how he made the money. It's yeah. not a tumor. I don't think you start off by just diluting chemotherapy drugs. Yeah, I didn't know that being a pharmacist was that lucrative. Making <sighs> millions of dollars. What a scumbag. How do you live with yourself? I don't know. Bet he parks in handicapped spots too. Oh, what a please, piece of he thinks crap. nothing of it. He parks in three sideways. <laughs> sideways. <laughs> well, if you're twenty something and you think that you forget things pretty often, you're probably right. Researchers say people's memories actually start to decline in their mid twenties. They say young people don't usually notice that they're starting to get forget things like phone numbers, but that it's true younger adults in their twenties and thirties don't notice the losses, even though they're declining at the same rate as people in their sixties and seventies. What about if you two times the twenties? Is it twice as bad? <laughs> you just notice it more, I think. Uh, what's I your name? You over there in the booth, uh, Nick. <laughs> yeah. How's your memory doing? Uh, actually, for someone who's as screwed up mentally as I am, I have a I have a pretty decent memory on things. Short term memory, okay. I'll you know we'll put that aside. But I, I have a pretty decent memory. Mine is going. I will tell you. Yeah, Beth, you. you have a bad memory. I know. I really do. I mean, I know you got all that information in your head and stuff, and certain things just have to be. You know, you got a lot on your plate. Yeah. You know, multiple teeth brushings. I That's mean, right. I feel like... Flossings, uh, all sorts of teeth issues. I'm 30, space. and already I'm losing lots of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I hate to see when I'm these That age. thing. <laughs> <laughs> already I'm losing stuff. what we're talking about. <laughs> what? Were you? <laughs> Bad state of affairs. Well... All this casual Friday and casual all-week dressing in businesses is hitting the pocketbooks of hosiery makers. New figures released by the trade group the Hosiery Association are showing a steady decline in the popularity of pantyhose and other tight-like items. <laughs> After posting sales of about $1.5 billion in 1998, demand is down to $1.2 billion in the year 2000. So, a lot of industry leaders are trying to branch out try to bring back things that bare legs just can't cover, such as fishnet stockings. Yeah. Gets the hose again. They're back. Yeah. Fishnet stockings are back. And they're not just yeah. for bad girls anymore. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. They're for business suits stockings. and Friday and Saturday nights. Yeah. I love stockings. Yeah. <laughs> Did I say that <laughs> twice? Yes. Oh, God, I love stockings. Stockings and heels. Now, let oh, me... Yes. Now, do you like... Uh, Fishnets aside, because obviously they're in a category all by themselves, but bare legs or straight up pantyhose on a woman. <clears throat> Dark side Dave. Um, I like the pantyhose because it smooths out any roughness that might be there. It covers the bruising. Do <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you hear a... That's a dark side thinking. Uh, you're a pantyhose guy? Ew. Well, you know what? Um... I like pantyhose, you know, definitely. Not too heavy. Sheer. Mm -hmm. Sheer pantyhose. Right. But a well-shaved nude leg 
makes one wonder how far that nudeness goes. Do you not, gentlemen? <laughs> yeah. yeah I gotta, Are they or aren't they? I got to agree with you there. So yeah, you're for the nude leg, Nick? Yeah. Well, if it's tan and shaved and nude, oh. Can I be excused? <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> A Pennsylvania man is refusing to leave his house when it's raining after being struck by lightning for the third time in five years. <laughs> I don't blame him. 24-year-old Kevin Parent was hit by a bolt of lightning while out walking his three children. The odds of being struck three times are several million to one. He's beaten those odds. He was struck in August 1996, again last year, and then again this most recent time. He said he does realize that he is quite lucky, but says the next one could kill him. So he's no longer going outside when it's raining. Oh, well, back to the kitchen. <laughs> I smell something burning. Don't you think you're giving off some kind of beacon to the lightning bolts if you've been struck three times? No, I was going to say that I think that there are people who are conductors. Or yeah. no, no, No joke or pun intended. That there are certain people, that, and I think there's, there's history on this, that there are many people who have multiple lightning strikes, and there's just something about them, it. That, you know? it's, like, it's like Nick, you know, he just, in his own way, he's been struck by lightning many, many times, <laughs> and he just seems to be like a rod that sort of draws it to them. I, how many friends can you have? Would you want to walk holding dad's hand ever again no after he's been way. struck by lightning? No way. <laughs> Give this guy a wide, wide berth. <laughs> I'd have a ground wire hanging out of my ass, for God's sakes. <laughs> Just encase him in rubber. <laughs> exactly. Well, new research shows that a third, one third of all young men in China will die from smoking within the next few decades unless habits change. Study is published this week in the British Medical Journal. Tracks the rising death toll from smoking in China, where two thirds of men smoke. Unbelievable! That's insane. Yeah, in the Orient and even in Europe, still, it's just staggering. Mm -hmm. I told you when I went over to Germany, you get off the plane and you realize everybody's smoking everywhere. Still, there's still fire. Look, we heard yesterday in India, they have stands all over, all over the place where you pick up a cigarette for less than a penny. So, I mean, mm -hmm. you wonder where the, the manufacturers are making money. It's overseas. And in Japan and China, forget about it. Two-thirds, how, how huge is that? Well, you think there are a billion people. So if you say there are, what, 500 million men, a third of them are going to die from smoking. And two-thirds of 500 million smoke. That's insane. That's a lot. That's a lot. We don't have to worry about, like, blowing them up or anything oh. like that. They're going to do themselves. <laughs> no, and no problem. It's like people, you know, get upset about Nick. Really. Just relax. Just a matter of time. Well, Darkside Dave, hitch up the trailer what? because starting today, the world's longest yard sale gets underway. Dude, I heard. Have you heard about this, Darkside? No, not yet. This stretch. Wait a minute. Go yeah, ahead. Fan, fasten your five-point safety harness. This is outrageous. This stretch is down US 127, starting the northern end in Kentucky, across the Ohio River from Cincinnati, and in the southern end, ending in Alabama. 450 miles. Yippee! <laughs>
Damn. Cars had 450 mile yard sale. Oh my God. It's grown every year since it started 14 years ago. Originally, they just wanted to bring some traffic off the interstates to benefit the economies of these counties along the less traveled roadways. And now it's booming. They say they expect a quarter of a million people to go to at least some part of this 450 mile yard sale. Michelle, get the boy. Yeah, pack up the boy. We got a weekend ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and, uh, oh. Nick told me before he doesn't think it's worth our while to go down there. <laughs> people. Uh, it's really, you know, there's no reason to make an appearance. Ain't no big thing, right, Nick? No. No. Well, apparently The Sopranos is fiction, not fact. That's one of the findings released by a fairly Dickinson University poll about the HBO series. 62% of Soprano viewers say it's a story, not a truthful depiction. However, more than half of the national viewers say they don't think the series glorifies organized crime. 65% disagree with complaints that the show offers a negative view of Italian-Americans. So people yeah. know it's not true. <clears throat> that's, yeah, sure. Um, that's, well, first of all, you know the FBI or one of those organizations was, couldn't believe how accurate and want to know where they're getting their information from. So their accuracy is like right on the money. I mean, it's all drawn. From, it's not true. It's all drawn from reality. But I mean, I, the one thing about the depiction of Italian Americans, I don't think anybody thinks that every Italian is in the mafia or in the mob. Right. You know, I, I think it's the stupidest thing. And I know a lot of the Italian organizations are all freaked out about that. But I, I think they're wrong. I mean, I haven't seen it. Suzette watches it. And her mom, as she rest in peace, she was a watcher. And she said it's pretty uh, impressive in its, <laughs> its accuracy about what's going on. I mean, and they know. So uh, they're hooked in, you know, the scene. I know. So, so everybody watch your ass. Well, if you feel like you're really stressed out, why not take up yodeling? This is the newest craze in Germany. It's a way to let off steam. They're having professional yodelers teach yodeling courses that are become so popular that summer school courses are popping up all over Germany. They say you need to use all of your energy to yodel, that it's a powerful cry that comes from the soul and can become addicting. Most of these classes have some instruction inside of the classroom, and then you take your first open-air trip up a mountain to try out your yodeling skills. You know, my mom's Swiss. And uh, her family obviously is all from Switzerland, and they they were they're big yodelers over in Switzerland. My grandmother used to yodel when I was a kid. Didn't find it attractive <laughs> way better shape. I think it's kind of neat. Yeah, do we really? Yeah. What's the, what's the, I mean? Well, I've been t I was turned off to it. I have a, a bad neuroassociation because yodelers obviously don't care for my type. And uh, it became evident to me when I was in mm -hmm. Switzerland. I, and I, I don't know if I tell you this story, but I know some listeners haven't heard it. Suzette and I were walking uh, down the Alps. We had taken, we had gone to Switzerland, and we had taken one of those gondolas up to the top, you know. And really, this is what they do in Switzerland. They go and hike and they go on the mountains, and it's beautiful mm -hmm. up there. Dark side, you'd like freaking love it. Yeah. It's just amazing. You're at the top of this mountain. There's still snow patches up there. It's summertime. The air's amazing. And there's restaurants and stuff. But then we decided to walk down. And we um, we walked down the, uh, the, the side of the mountain. And in the middle of nowhere, 
Well, first of all, the walk, it seemed shorter than we thought it was at the time. And I was walking down. We're going, oh, my God, this is really a long walk down the mountain. These are the freaking Alps, for God's sakes. And all of a sudden, we hear yodeling in the distance. We go, where's this yodeling guy? And it, like, it echoes off the mountainsides. So we're following the yodeling, and there's a small pub, restaurant. No roads leading to a dark side. They, they do this. And you like, there's these little chalets where you can only hike to and people stop for lunch and a drink and what have you and apparently they go there and yodel too <laughs> they love yodeling so i'm like how cool is this my swiss blood is like was, was just raging i'm like how oh, we're thirsty let's go inside people are yodeling let's capture some of the little bit of the feel they'll welcome me with open arms of course my mother's name is shanker i'm one of the, one of theirs they'll recognize me we breach the threshold of the restaurant and the yodeling stops on a dime dime i mean it was like the whole place is yodeling we come through the door it stops everybody looks there's not no one says a exactly so we walk in how you doing like a pepsi please stand there at the bar no one is saying a word everybody just standing there and suzette and i drink our little drink and i said you know what Maybe we better leave. <laughs> we, the minute we get out the door, everybody's yodeling again. <laughs> Having a blast in there. So they don't want me, I don't want them. F that yodeling crap. All right. <laughs> Bad neuroassociation. All right, well, I guess I'll wrap up here. I'm getting the signal. Baseball yesterday, Seattle over what, the Red Sox. Nick's giving you the finger? That's the signal? <laughs> Yankees beat Tampa Bay 10-3. San Diego over the Mets 2-1. Really great day. Sunny, a high in the mid-80s. Tonight, some clouds roll in into the mid-60s. Tomorrow, breezy, more humid, and some scattered showers or thunderstorms possible in the afternoon and into the mid-80s. Right now, it is 60 at 734. Sean, you do realize that yodeling is not what you think it is. Oh, so, it's not? No, no, no. That's very different kind of yodeling. Oh. Okay. Oh, all right. Okay. It's actually emitting some sort of a sound oh. through your throat. I thought it was okay. a different talent that I have. All right. Taking a break. Coming back. Uh, Ask D. Snyder Radio is next. And I've got some very interesting reactions to things like the diarrhea song. <laughs> and lefties and some of the best stories from yesterday. Good times ahead. Good times ahead. And we'll have Wolkett Country Fair passes to give away as well. Nick's going to be down there hanging out this weekend. Uh, apparently, some of the local ladies are gathering together to kick his ass. So um, do stick around for that and more on T-Signer Radio. This is Radio 104. D-Snyder Radio. I've had the pleasure of listening to you talk. D-Snyder. I seen him go nuts. Radio, Radio 104. For the love of God and all humanity. We got a problem here. D-Snyder Radio. I have to control it or it will control me. That's crazy talk. Now back to D-Snyder Radio. I love D-Snyder dying. On Radio 104. <laughs> Wolk thing, bro. It's out of hand. Yeah, I know. I was back in sales office the other day, and uh, all our um, account executive back there was pretty happy about all the rage. You know? Yeah, no kidding. People from Wolcott are going nuts. They can't wait for this thing. Yeah, well, tomorrow, by the way, uh, we'll be uh, recapping Zalman, one of the peeps, going to be on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire tonight at 9 o'clock. 
Do check that out. Don't forget that uh, Sunday is the premiere on VH1 of Twisted Sister Behind the Music, 9 p.m. And if you want to do it in style, head on over to Rookie's Sports Bar and Grill in Cromwell, Connecticut, and hang out with Darkside Dave and Nick. We'll be there with the Radio 104 Street team and the trucks and the vans and stuff, and they'll have autographed photos and T-shirts, hats, D-Euro stickers. And Rookie's is real cool because they're uh, offering a free buffet to all Radio 104 listeners who come down to watch the premiere on a large-screen TV Watch it with the peeps. Share the moment. Enjoy the day. Uh, let's see what else I got here. Oh, yes, I was saying about the Woolkit thing, right? Nick's going to be going to the Woolkit Country Fair. And yesterday, somebody wrote in and reminded us that Nick has made more than, N- more than one derogatory remark about Woolkit girls. Have you not? I think I might have. Let's not... Reprise them, shall we? Because uh, we want you to have a good time. Yeah. And a letter here says, D, uh, subject, Woolkit Girls, warning to Dick. Oops, Nick. I just wanted to provide another warning to Nick before he sojourns into what could prove to be a very perilous situation at the Woolkit Fair. I'm dating a girl from Woolkit. I know several others from her town. I must concur with the peep who wrote about their martial arts talents. Every one of the Woolkit females I'm acquainted with is at least a green belt in one or more martial arts styles. Nick, buddy, if you truly pissed a few of them off, suck it up and apologize. I wouldn't want to hear a story Monday morning about how a group of angry Woolkit ets went matrix on you in public. Uh-huh. This is from psycho- Psychologic Psychologic Lee. Well, I don't want to be walking into a hostile environment down there with the chicks and stuff. Because uh, I'm well, excited about going. Well, why don't you say something like, time. I actually have never met a woman from Wolcott. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Actually, I have met a woman from Wolcott who's very attractive. <laughs> right, so that's your only frame of reference. Right, but I know it's in the valley and it's kind of weird down there. Right, but I'm from the valley. I've been thinking about it the past couple of days, Dee, and those, those girls really like action. You know what I mean? They're women of action. And a uh, bunch of guys down there are all mechanics and stuff. So I figure <laughs> Again, if I... you have absolutely no idea what you're talking about. Half the time, I'm just talking out of my ass. Well, this Wolcott Country Fair is going to be nuts. And at the end of the night, I'll be getting laid by one of the Wolcott girls. And I'll be... <laughs> you don't even know how to much. say the name of the town. I know. I've been practicing <laughs> all week. It's Wolcott. Um, I got a letter from the chairman of the Wolcott Fair. Uh, yeah. Chairman Rick of, from Wolcott says, uh, Wolcott. Now you got me saying Wolcott. Yeah. Wolcott. Um, it says, uh, D, as one of, one of the chairmen of the Wolcott Fair, I want to clarify our request for Nick's appearance. When we scheduled our wrestling show featuring old school wrestlers, Tony, Mr. USA Atlas, Plutus, the Barber Beefcake, oh, yeah. and the Irish Leprechaun Midget wrestling matches, <laughs> we needed a guest referee. Who could be better than the Ronzoni Pony? So get ready, Nick. The midgets have promised to go easy on you. <laughs> we'll have plenty of security to protect Nick from his adoring Wolkett fans. I must have missed the day he commented on the fine and charming women of Wolkett. Not only that, but the sheep handlers are also concerned for some reason. Uh, signed the chair- Chairman Rick from Wolkett. <laughs> so uh, there will be security. Apparently you're going to be refereeing a wrestling match between... 
Tony, Mr. USA Atlas, and Brutus the Barber Beefcake, and the Irish Leprechaun Midget Wrestling That's Match. That's awesome. I used to watch those guys when I was like eight, nine years old. Now you're going to be hanging with them. Cool. <laughs> all right. How would you like to join the party? It's When is it? This Saturday? Yes, this Saturday. All day, all day the Wilkins Fair, All day right? long. I'll be there from 8 to 10. Call or 10 at 860-666-4444. We'll win a pair of passes. And you can go for free and hang out and enjoy the day. And even meet Nick between 8 and 10 with the Radio 104 Street Team and what have you. Busy weekend for you guys. Yeah. Saturday you're going to be there. Sunday you're going to be over at Rookies uh, celebrating uh, behind the music. It'll be a good time. All right, let's get a traffic update. Uh, we've got Ask Eastside Radio coming in. I've got a bunch of reactions to the things we were talking about yesterday. Psycho, what's up? This traffic report is brought to you by Amica Insurance, Auto Home Life Integrity. Traveling on 84 East, busy traffic between exits 44 leading up to exit 46, 84 West. A little bit backed in over the Bulkley Bridge, not too bad. 91 South, some slow traffic from exit 33 leading into downtown, mostly in the right lane, however. 91 North is delay-free, traveling on Route 2, a little bit slow from exit 3 getting up to the flyover. New Haven, still pretty quiet. 91 South, uh, not bad at all. It's pretty much delay-free. 95 South, just a little bit heavy before exit 51 leading up to the Q bridge route 8 through Waterbury remains delay free at 748 I'm Psycho Dan with the Modern Rec Report on Radio 104 the the spectrum of things we speak about or talk about during the course of a show is just staggering you know it really is <laughs> I sit there I look at the reaction and there's stuff about people crapping on each other stuff about lefties stuff about you know dark side days father's nose I mean it's ridiculous not his nose sir the uh, the mail. Mark from Bristol won the tickets to the Wilkett Country Fair, so you can stop calling. We'll have another pair to give away tomorrow. So uh, I was singing the diarrhea song yesterday. I get a letter here says, "Sure, Nick is willing and even eager to have Penelope Cruz relieve herself on him, but he refuses to even listen to the D. Snyder <laughs> original Nick's diarrhea, written exclusively for him, which many people would probably consider an honor." <laughs> D, I think you have been snubbed. Maybe so. Michelle Z says, as usual, Michelle's always laughing. She says, I can't believe the lyrics you were coming up with off the top of your head. I know you're a songwriter, but I'm still blown away by how good they were. Kudos to the new king of improv. I agree. I thought they were dynamic and they rhymed. Thank you. And it was just spur of the moment. I, I loved the diarrhea song. Steve Allen has nothing on me. No. Dark Side Dave, you really got to get that tune. Uh, Mrs. Grizzly Adams loved the additional verses. She thinks it should be Nick's theme music. <laughs> Diarrhea song. Here's one from, uh, it says, subject, Lentino, Gear and Lowe. D, I want to, uh, what do Nick Lentino, Richard Gere, and Rob Lowe have in common? I can't exactly say, but Nick uses bottles, Richard uses gerbils, and Rob uses popsicle sticks. Ouch! Sign Weez. Weez. Whoa, whoa. I don't know if we can be friends anymore, Weez. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Not really. On the subject of lefties. <laughs> Kristen from Waterbury says, I'm writing a response to your talk about lefties. I just want to let Beth know that I'm a lefty who doesn't write like I'm protecting the paper. I'm sure I'm not oh. the only one. I never understood how that could be even, even be comfortable. So she is a lefty, Nick, and she... She doesn't even get how you come around like that on the paper. Hmm. Yeah, and another listener, Anne-Marie from Burlington, Connecticut, says, um, loyal listener, first-time emailer, wanted to let you know that there are at least one exception to your rule about left-handed people. I'm left-handed, and I do not curl my hand around the page. Hmm. Here's another one. 
And it says that's very nice handwriting. By the way, congratulations to Beth and now Darkside on their upcoming nuptials. Thank you. But, the, but in the letter, she does recognize that, yeah, many of the lefties she's seen do have that keep away from my paper and pencil <laughs> pr approach to writing. And they write from the top down, kind of. So, I mean, but there are people who do not, obviously. Diesel Doug is kind of embarrassed that he's actually a lefty. Why? Said, There's no shame in it. Yeah. Well, of course, yes, in the same category as Nick. Oh, I see. So, but he's glad you mentioned some positive attributes like creativity. Mm -hmm. So, look at Nick. He created the donkey, donkey punch cocktail this summer. <laughs> <laughs> that was creative. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one in the W column. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, Prophet thinks that they might boost, uh, if they use some of some of the methods that um, Will Cow and Carlito were using at OzFest to entertain the troops, like uh, uh, putting uh, mayonnaise-covered cold cuts on the asses of contestants and lesbian kiss-offs at the ratings for the beauty pageant would go through the roof. Oh, this is for Miss America. Yes, Miss oh. America thing, right? And, uh, oh my God, we've got here uh, Darkside's parents in VH1. Today, while I was in the bookstore, I was surprised to find that uh, while long dead, Dr. Seuss had written a book about Darkside's parents, Mom and Pop, Who's on Top? <laughs> <laughs> also, in case you didn't know, VH1 previews new episodes of Behind the Music on Sunday mornings at 11, and they're advertising the excrement out of the Twisted Show. Brenda B., yeah, I, I hear they're running a lot of ads. I haven't seen any, but I've heard about them. I really don't spend much time watching VH1, so uh, maybe I should. Uh, let's see. Spark Pest from Cheshire said, best story on the man climbing Everest, I think, with two prosthetic legs, yeah. was inspirational and stunning. I thought so, too. However, Beth failed to mention that this daring climber did most of his preliminary training on the huge Wallace Mountain in Connecticut. <laughs> Wallace Mountain is notoriously long and wide, and most climbers find it difficult just making it past the unforgiving nostril caverns. Oh, that's funny! Awful. Very amusing! <laughs> that's not funny, Sparkfest. <laughs> Despite my initial reaction. And Clark's brother. <laughs> Subject, when exactly did that happen? D, Sean was once a proud individual. He was the pride of Fault Line, had a steady girlfriend, and could be classified as a regular guy. At what point down the line did he turn into, well, what he is now? The shell of a man who can juggle four balls at once. He has turned into Nick practically overnight. I know. It took, it took Nick over 20 years to gain the reputation he has now. Well, uh, has now as, well, Nick. Sean took no time at all. Don't worry, Sean. We still think there's a heterosexual in there somewhere. Yeah. Well, it doesn't help that Darkside plays songs like this. And I don't. I don't even. I don't really even get it. I know. I'm start. I'm completely hetero. Get That's on. it, boy. Put the dick down. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't really understand all of it. It's ever since my he plays up to men more than oh he does. He is, a, he is a kiss ass to whomever he thinks will help him somewhere down the line. That's this his mo. He doesn't Good discriminate. Call. Let's follow the let's follow the trail. No offense, John. It started with the suggestion that it was a kiss ass, and then it was kissing all the guys' ass. Then it somehow made its way around to the front. <laughs> then, then it became well, he's not just kissing uh, the the superiors' asses, but he's also. 
pleasuring them orally. <laughs> I think okay? it's some sort of Then a that scam. went to a whole, and then there was a couple of comments like, I'm excited, D. Mm, uh, taken out of know, context. Yeah, taken yeah. out of context, and he's a real, what's, what's, what's he's a real sweetheart. Yeah, and, and oh, then he, a again shot. taken out of context. I'm excited, yes. D. It's ever since my meeting with Rob Halford, everything has just gone down there. Yeah, me. Rob Halford, and and then, and then also you do have a bit of a Liberace esque kind of voice, actually. Yeah, totally. Come on, Liberace in there. Yeah, there is. I can see you playing the piano. Uh, what was that? I'm going to fix my voice. <laughs> yeah, you might want to. Work on it. Uh, I wish my brother George was here. <laughs> a little bit of that going on. Hi, fellas. It's so super to see you. I don't talk so, like that. Uh-huh. It has You're definitely. So I think it's just a scam on Nick's part to turn the tables and the focus away from himself. Hi, sure. little fella. And, How are you doing today? And Dark Side, too, because he's such a homophobe. That's well, true. Dark Side's working in concert with Nick. I think yeah. Nick must have paid him on the side. Yeah. <laughs> no. says, dude, dude, work with me here. Work with me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, here we go. Okay. I think... Oh, what are we doing now? We got everything covered. We're going to do some Asties, and we'll take a break in a little bit and come back to it. Okay, beautiful. Well, then, my Astro. What do you got there, Beth? From Diesel Doug, who we found out is a lefty. He says, D... Today, Beth, hint- Beth hinted that your real name is not the one on your minister's certificate. Hope she didn't let the cat out of the bag, but what is your birth name? That's not a cat out of the bag. I'm not secretive about it at all. My legal name is Daniel D. Snyder. <clears throat> my legal first name is Daniel. Only my mother calls me that. And uh, if you want to get on my bad side fast, try being familiar with me and using that name. God, the, next, the, the hair on my neck stands up. Anybody says that. Sometimes people think like, you know, hey, Dan, like they like somehow like that is going to endear them to me that they they call me and, I, and they usually just kill themselves. They take their own lives before I choke the life out of them. It's just it's a name that I don't use. And uh, and only my mom ever says it. when she says it, I don't even notice it. You know what I mean? Because it's your mom's, yeah. you know, but everybody else. And if she says D, that makes the hair on my neck stand mm-hmm. up. It's, it comes out of her mouth song. She'll be like, hi, D. I'm like, mom, please. <laughs> now, two, uh, two don't, don't do that, all right? You're freaking me out. <laughs> two questions. Do you have no middle name or you just have a middle initial? No. D-E-E. That's your middle name? That's my middle name. Oh, on your birth certificate? No. That's my legal middle name now. You, I changed you it. You created. That. I got gotcha. you. Yes, yes. Daniel D. Snyder. So you're, made that my you're, legal name. But your birth name was just Daniel. No middle name Snyder. Yeah. And when did you adopt D? In grammar school, were you just Danny Snyder when they called yep. roll? Yeah. That was actually uh, the day I joined Twisted Sister. Oh actually, wow! So up until then. Yeah, actually, uh, J.J. French dubbed me D. Yeah, I wasn't really happy with like the way my life was going. Mm-hmm. Quite honestly. Uh, and I just come to a really bad period uh, where I was like, once again on the balls of my ass <laughs> at 19. I seem to, that seems to be a reoccurring theme in my life. And uh, I joined Twisted and I said, listen, man, I want I want a different name. I'm just like leaving this behind and I'm moving forward. So uh, Jay went and pondered and came back and said, what about D? I don't think I've ever told a story, actually. Yeah. And I said, yeah, all right, that's it. And that was it from then on. And then it just, uh, then I had it changed. I decided not to drop my actual formal legal first name. And, uh, and it's been since 1976, since that faithful day. Wow, I didn't know and that. that's it. 
Right. So that's that, that's the way it went. True story. A little bit behind the music. Before behind the music. Mm-hmm. I don't think I talked about that on behind the music. Yeah, I was listening to your show this morning and heard Nick's interview with Dr. Duty. It made me think back to when you said you'd pay your kids for letting you know if they heard or smelled your wife Suzette fart. This makes me wonder if she does colon cleansing. This would explain the non-farting situation. Does she do cleansings? And if so, what product does she use and how much does she pay for it? I, too, would like to be fart and duty-free. Thanks, red-haired girl. This is a bizarre... I mean, we know when you write the list of pros and cons about your woman or your man, I mean, this is just one of those little bonuses that came with the, uh, with the product. I mean, I was stunned. I had no idea. I wasn't expecting a woman who doesn't fart. Now, I didn't say she was duty-free. I said that I've never seen her make a number two. She's never seen me make a number two, and I highly recommend that to any couples. Beth, may I pass that on to you? Thank you. There are some things that should remain private. And quite honestly, I don't think that my wife needs to see me sitting on the bowl in the most vulnerable of positions, grunting one out. And quite an attractive, beautiful woman that I'm married to, I really don't want to associate the smell of crap with her. Okay, so that's, I mean, so she in 25 years now has never seen me going. Uh, she's probably has been aware <laughs> due to inadvertently walking into the room <laughs> after I've left. She's experienced uh, the fallout. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and I have never seen her go. Number number two. Number one, yeah, you know, number one's no biggie, you know. Um, but number two. So that's 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 rule in my house. But as far as the farting thing goes, <clears throat> she has never farted. And not, as my, not to my knowledge, uh, if she's hiding it, no noise, none of the kids have ever heard her, nobody. Okay? Now, maybe she's a secret farter. Maybe she's storing it up for one big explosion sometime in the future. <laughs> maybe, maybe she'll spontaneously combust. I don't know. But uh, I, there's a standing bounty. Two grand for a smell. Two grand for a sound. And she always gets pissed because nobody else in the house has trouble farting. No. And she's like, one day, I'm going to make the biggest fart right on your head. And, then, and, then, and that is a day I will die laughing. <laughs> now, to what do you attribute this? She doesn't do colon cleansings or anything like no. that? No. I don't know. I do not know. It is bizarre. Do you think that she has in her life ever? Not that I mean, she in People say she is lying. She's in denial. But come on. I I mean, one of us would have heard that. <laughs> in denial. <laughs> maybe she's pretending. Maybe maybe she... Maybe she... Maybe releases. she's a droid. Maybe. She admit, emits quietly the gases slowly i don't know maybe she's a maybe she's a mutant not even in any of the four pregnancies nothing are you talking about the front end no did she she never farted nothing when she was pregnant or anything no 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 i hear that when you're pregnant that's mean let it fly yeah i mean and even let's say that the money (laughs) you've already got in trouble for that before (laughs) yeah i'm not gonna say nothing but yeah yeah i mean blue darks michelle blue dark side right out of the bed um i uh yeah and i mean okay so let's say the money means nothing to her she doesn't care about the money maybe it's a dignity or a pride thing somebody would have heard something have you asked her brother yeah nobody's ever heard her weird break wind no 
I mean, and you know, and, and really, what am I trying to encourage this for? I don't you know. know. I, I might unleash the beast for all I know. The day she lets one loose, I maybe you know, all of a sudden you know something. <laughs> maybe there's a membrane stopping it or something. All of a sudden, from that point on, she's stinking up the joint. I just shut my mouth and be happy. Wow. Well, I'll ask you one more, and then I guess we'll take a little break. Beth, do you fart? I have in my life. How often? Uh, how often? Not in any kind of dark side-like schedule, or even Nick-like schedule. I certainly wouldn't think, but I mean, I think it's a rare person who's never, ever. I think it's, it's, it's but now... Okay, I've never heard now, of anybody who didn't, ever, You're a lady. Ever. How does a lady fart? I mean, now, now, now I'm in not private. asking for sound. That's what I'm asking you. Is it something that you, like, put it this way. I'm in a movie theater. I'm holding it in. <laughs> okay? Because you, you know you're going to get stuck with it. It's going to just hover over your chair, and the, the projection lights are going to pick it up like smoke, you know? I mean, so I'm, like, imploding it, and I will not fart in the theater because it's kind of... You know, because you're Darcy, a good you, guy. Well, Darcy farts and looks around. You know, he's one of those guys who farts and he's like, scrunches up his nose and goes, and starts like pointing like over there and stuff. So, so I implode. So it's, it's possible to hold it. So does a lady hold it and take it to the bathroom or hold it and go in a, pr a separate private room? Uh, or, or how does a lady handle it? Well, I certainly would never let fly in any kind of social situation. Yeah, you don't do like my dad does, like strike the Heisman or anything like that. <laughs> Not that I can ever recall. My memory is slipping, but I can't say as I've ever struck a pose. <laughs> no, I would never say that. So, but do you, do you hold it and then go into the ladies' room? Well, yeah, of course. I'm. I. Uh, this is such you hear a that weird topic. This is kind of disturbing. I know. Well, I just. I think that. that <gasps> didn't you ever see that book for kids, Dee? Did you? Do your kids have that book called Everybody Everyone Farts? Everyone has their own copy. <laughs> it shouldn't. You should amend it in your house. Everybody farts, but mom. But mom. Yeah. But mom. So, you have to get that for Connor. Dark so a lady lets them fly in private. I would so think maybe mostly. I think she's. I. I I'm going to talk to her when we're down She says house. she never has. Maybe she's lying. Maybe maybe she's really thinks it's disgusting. Because she, when one of us farts, is, how do we get talking about this forever? She, she punches us, any one of us. We get this killer, like, punch in the arm. It's like, ow! So she really hates it when people do that, you know? She gets really pissed. So, and <laughs> so maybe she's just so against, like, the whole concept that she holds it. Maybe her, yeah, she has trained her body to reject the very idea. But she goes in the room Think about it, Darcy. And, and lets it loose <laughs> and refuses to acknowledge it. You know what Maybe. I mean? Maybe she just thinks it's a disgusting habit and doesn't bear even acknowledging. I don't know. Maybe she's addicted to some kind of anti-gas medication. I mean, we know that Nick's mom farted at least once. Hence, <laughs> Nick. <laughs> uh, what an interesting discussion. Okay. Um, we need to break or we yeah. uh, going yeah, to break? Nick needs to recover. Yeah. I was only kidding, Nick. I don't. Ever. I know you don't. I don't. I, I never have. I never will. I know. The very idea shakes me to my foundation. For all I know, all you do is pee. That's it. If that, you know? Yeah. And that's like <laughs> a couple times a week, maybe. maybe. Max. And that's it. Yeah, if that. She just empties the filter. <laughs> she's, she's like so advanced. Okay. Taking a break. Coming back. More Ask T. Snyder Radio to come. Uh, what kinds of questions are on the horizon, Beth? Can you uh, tell? give us a yeah, something about, wow, you finally didn't wear your sunglasses. What is up with that? Also, 
do you owe anybody or does anybody owe you money and what do you do about it? Also, somebody who's having credit problems and is looking to you for help, knowing that you've been down that road. Also, questions about a possible Moonchild reunion. (laughs) Whoa. Well, yeah, well, good, all good questions, and I've got a good answer for that. People owe you money one. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh-oh. Better get makeup. That's all I'm going to tell you. All right, I'll be back with more D. Snyder Radio. Stick around. It's Radio 104. It's too far gone. WMRQ, Waterbury, Hartford. I offended. He has a name. You call him by his name. D. Snyder Radio. Got it. Transportation provided by Peter Van Buslin. There's, there's something. Radio 104. Speaking of getting nuts. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. I'm very fired up. On Radio 103. Hey, tomorrow on D. Snyder Radio, it's the family feud, people. So do me a favor, would you? Get on your little computer there and uh, type in www.radio104.com. Go to the D. Snyder Radio area, segment, page, whatever it's called of the website and there you will find something called the peeps poll open that peeps poll page you will find survey questions silly little questions that we'd like to use on the family feud on fridays answer those survey questions so we have a nice sampling for tomorrow's show is that too much to ask you gotta make me beg don't make me beg you don't want to see a grown man begging okay do that please and uh, anything else i need to tell you about no, because we don't tease interviews. That's the new rule. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Oh, and I just want to uh, thank the bad guy from Bristol, who we hung out with at the Rockcats game, uh, for his nice letter. He's listening, big fan of the show. And let's get a traffic update before we get back to SD Snyder Radio, and I got something else to tell you, okay? Psycho Dan, what's up? I just want to tell you, you can win D. Snyder Sea-Doo. That would be me. I have a uh, 2001 GS two-seater. It's worth seven grand. Comes with a trailer and everything. We've been having a blast with it this summer, me and the fam. As a matter of fact, Beth, Suzette, and the kids were out on it yesterday because it's very, you know, it's very uh, doable. I don't want to say even for a woman, but my wife is 105 pounds. She's petite. You know, putting a big boat in the water can be difficult. But she just, boom, just, you know, throw that thing in the water, take it out there, have fun with the kids. They didn't get back till 9 o'clock last night. They were having so much fun. Wow. I mean, they were just out there until dark. I'm like, what are you, insane? She was like, ah, we were just having so much fun. We didn't want to leave. That is the beauty of the Sea-Doo water, personal watercraft. And you can win it just by registering from now until September 3rd. By the way, Suzette was kind of upset to hear that we got to give it up on September 6th. <laughs> She's like, what? Giving away the Sea-Doo? I said, yeah, it's Windy Snyder Sea-Doo, remember? That's the deal. People are registering at Humphreys East in New Haven and Humphreys West in Westbrook. And tonight, if you head down to join Chaz at either of these locations, right? They're Radio 104 nights at both locations. Yes. It's a great thing. You can party with Radio 104 and register to win my Sea-Doo. Or... Stop by Land and Sea Marine in Waterbury and be sure to say hi to the owners, Bob or Phil, and make, make a scene when you get there. You know, grill around. Hey, I'm these people. I'm here to register. Let them know. Let them know and uh, register. And like I said, on September 6th, we will pick a winner's name. I've got the sea for the summer. Register now. Make it yours forever. Okay? 
Good enough. Enough said. Well, time to get back to Ask D. Snyder Radio. Beth Lockwood. Question for Dark Side. Thor the Love Warrior says, I was wondering if you've talked to the other members of Moonchild about a reunion. <laughs> um, you know, this happens. Might, might I say, Dark Side, that when the Behind the Music starts, that's when people start asking the big questions. First comes the Behind the Music, then everybody wants to know when's the reunion. So it's only natural next week. We're having all week long Moonchild behind the music, and here it is. When you get back together? Well, I was talking to the uh, the guitar player oh, no. the other day, <laughs> um, and and the old singer, and um, we were throwing the idea around. But the only problem is our drummer is in uh, a local band called Minus now, and uh, they're doing really well. So, well, look at Twisted yeah, Sisters. Local are, band. Yeah, yeah, chances are he's not going to want to leave them to come back to us. Yeah. So. But- they had eight or nine different drummers in Twisted Sister. Yeah, but we had, we, through the span of our musical careers, we had uh, three or four different drummers. I mean, drummers are just a pain in the ass all around, trying to get one that fits and everything like that. And uh, well, they hit things with sticks for a living. I mean, <laughs> you know, think about it. Yeah, so um, it's not looking too too good. I mean, you never know in, in the... Uh, in the future, maybe, but as of right now, our drummer is off doing his own thing with a really tight band, and not much we could do about that, so I, it's not looking too good. What? Beth, I can't believe he answered the question seriously. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, it, it was a good time, it was fun, and I'm sure that some people might have wanted to see it, but... Oh, and there's a huge outcry Oh, are you kidding? Well, well, you know, hey, you know, New Britain, we were huge. I saw Todd Thomas actually crying that we couldn't put you on 104 Fest this year. Well, I was asking him. I was bucking for it. Sean, why in the big radio promo is Faultline left out of the ban list? I don't know. I mean, that's Todd, you know. I don't know. They list all the local bands. There's one glaringly absent. Oh, yeah. I asked him about uh, about Mudbone and Psycho doing Mudbone's penis. I said, so, we're going to have them on there? And he was like... Well, a really tight schedule and everything, but I guess, you know, maybe we could, um, you know, uh, get them up there, like, you know, during Fault Line set or something. Uh, we could put them up there. Yeah. We only have yeah. 10 minutes or Ooh, something, right? Into your set <laughs> we, get, we get a half an hour. I mean, we, we've yeah. got, you know, six or seven songs, you know. I think maybe we could put them up during a changeover. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Honestly. I mean, it's, it's going to be a tape, you know. It's not like they have a lot of gear to set up. Right. It's just two you guys know, and a radio. two guys. So maybe it could be, like, entertaining while the, while the roadies are changing over the bands or something. Wow. We'll try and work that out, because I hate to chew up, you know, Sean's valuable yeah. uh, set time. <laughs> Thank you, Dee. Hey there, Dee. I saw you on VH1 with a special they had. I think he's talking about Below the Waist, or she. Well, like always, you look very, very good. And I found out that you do have eyes behind your glasses. Why didn't you wear them? Your peep, Jen, from Hard Hit in New Britain. <laughs> well, Jen, first of all, um, I thought because I had a makeup artist there, see, my eyes tend to look um, uh, washed out because I have the only naturally blonde thing on my body are my eyelashes. <laughs> They're blonde. And so I figured I had, they brought a makeup artist. I said, oh, cool, you know, because they give you a little color so you don't look like you're dead. And my wife says, you always got rings under your eyes. And and I figured, okay, I can take my glasses off. A, shot me from my bad side. B, that makeup artist should be shot. I, I saw like a little crap. of it. I didn't, I, think you crap. Looked, I didn't think you looked that bad. Oh, my God. My wife says to me, she, she, we see it, it pops on TV, and she turns to me and goes, you don't look that real bad in real life, you know. I'm like, thanks, honey. I mean, <laughs> you don't look that bad in real life. 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to, like, be hiding, but the glasses kind of give you a vibe. You know, they're part of my vibe. So I figured I'd give it a shot, and look what happened. Look what happened. Kicked in the teeth again. But as a matter of fact, uh, Twisted Sister hosted rock show on VH1. I, I'm not sure when it's going to air. I'll have to find, we'll have to find that out, Nick and Sean. Uh, and I wore the glass at the beginning, and I took them off. And I th- you know, so because they were shooting me from the right side. Now I'm going to be attentive to the right side. Beth, right side, wrong side. Dark side gets the wrong side. You get the right side. Okay, okay, okay. that's the way it works. Of course, you listeners are on radio. You don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Speaking of below the waist, Jezebel wrote in and said, uh, I watched below the waist on VH1 last night. You were on. They used some great clips, but they spelled your last name wrong. They spelled it with a Y. What's up with that? Hope they don't make the same mistake on behind the music. Well, the actual, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, they've changed it. And Genghis John wrote in to say, hey, they changed the spelling. My agent, David Katz, our agent, he got on the horn. Well, good. He tore him a new way home. They went back and changed everything. You didn't spell my freaking name. Did it for free. It's kind of a diss. It can't give me the, the, the decency of spelling my name correctly. For everybody who's keeping yeah. score out there, it's S-N-I-D-E-R. Some intern, you know. What the hell was that? Putting up the names. Yeah. Just misspelled it. Yes. Yes. Hey, D. quick question. Do you have any good stories about people borrowing money from you or you're borrowing money? The profit. <clears throat> borrowing stories. My best... It's not really a borrowing story, but it's an owing money story. And a good friend of mine had worked a job. He was at a 7-Eleven. He was a musician. You know, he's working at 7-Eleven, making some money. And um, he went in, and he, he, he told the boss he was leaving, and the boss said, uh, oh, you know, get out of here. And he said, well, give me my last paycheck. And he says, no, I'm not giving you the last pay- paycheck. F you. So you owe me that money, blah, blah, blah. He says, you know, go tell it to the judge, whatever. Wouldn't pay him. It's like, it was like, you know, you get paid every two weeks. Right. You know, for a struggling guy, any guy. You work two weeks at a, any establishment, that adds up. He was a young guy. So he's beside himself. He's a little guy. What could he do? I said, let me talk to my friend. So I called Mako. Mako, he collects money. Sometimes. That's one of his jobs. He's and a collector. I, it's one of the things he does. You know, he's been known to collect a dollar or two. So I asked him to do me a favor, and he says, no problem. So he heads down to the 7-Eleven, and he walks in. He says, hi. My name's Mako. I'm here to get Scott's money. Guy's name was Scott. Guy says, I'm not paying him. He says, you're telling me that you're not going to pay him the two-week salary for the work he's done. You're not going to give him his money. He said, that's right. I'm not giving his money. Now, mind you, Mako's a big mother, okay? But he's going to say, he goes, okay. Pulls out a Polaroid camera and takes the guy's picture. Pulls the picture pulls the picture out of the camera. He goes, okay, bye. <laughs> the guy called up Scott, said, come down and pick up your check. <laughs> what did he think he was doing, getting a picture of him so he knew that he could assault him somewhere? Well, I would... What do you think if some big guy came in to collect money and then took your picture and says, okay, very calmly and walks away? Why is he taking your picture? That I might be in danger. That he might give that picture to somebody and say, take care of this guy. 
That's what I would think. <laughs> That's what I would think. And Mako said, I didn't have to lift a finger. I just took his picture. That's all. <laughs> this is, uh, this, uh, and, you know, he, he was, he, the guy just read what he wanted. He probably sat in there contemplating for a while. Why the hell was this guy taking my picture? Started sweating after a while and just decided, you know what? I don't know what the deal is here, but he gave up the money. So I thought that was awesome. <laughs> Not a blow. Was, Mako says he rarely has to hit or hurt anybody. Very, very, very rare. Usually people are more than willing to give up the money that's owed. Yeah, and I thought that was a really creative way of getting it. Very. Uh, Nick, what do we got to do here? Are we, uh, are, are we uh, taking a break or something again? Or oh, We're cool for a few minutes. Okay. Yeah. okay. Hello, Captain. I'm probably one of millions and millions of your peeps in college, and like most college students today, I've overextended my credit. I've since messed it up and been in debt. I'm wondering... If you could ask the peeps who've been through this, or if there's anyone there in this situation, what solution there is so I won't further ruin my credit. Thanks, Bob from Stratford. Dude, I've, I've ruined my credit so many times. Uh, I've been through bankruptcies. I've been through all kinds of stuff. I am a black belt. <laughs> at this point in fixing ruined credit. You're, you've come for the right man, but it's a very involved process. You're in college. I'm trying to think back to one of the first times I ruined my credit. And uh, basically, you know, I, things had gotten so bad, I had to regroup. Of course, you cut up the credit cards, for starters. Mm -hmm. Moved out of my New York City pad, which was caused me an arm and a leg. And that was one of the reasons I was so in debt. I uh, was sharing a duplex, uh, Suzette and I, with, with other people, but it was a killer apartment overlooking the skyline in Manhattan. We were living large, and I was in debt. Got a crappy apartment above a coffee shop with two other people, you know. And I, what I did is I made a freaking chart, a chart of all, his, all my debts. And I just like started like I cut down all my expenses and I just started paying it off. As a matter of fact, it was leading up to Suzette and me getting married. And I said, we get married. I got to get out of debt. Just, I can't start Matt being married in debt. And then I just like, I don't know. It was just like kind of cool. Like, you know, you're mm -hmm. like, as you're making payments, you were slowly crossing out the debt and it was going away. And, and then I like, once I bailed out, got out of the hole, then I uh, started over. And it was you know, pretty good for a while. This won't help, Bob. I've been lucky enough not to run into those problems, but I know there are a lot of people who, when they first start to get into trouble, do what Nick did, which is a big mistake, and just not go to the mailbox. A lot of creditors, if you call them and try to work out a plan oh, with yeah. them, they'll be really cool. They just want oh, their yeah. money, and then they won't report you, and your credit won't be tarnished if you yeah, just very try to deal with that. it up front. Oh, I did that. Yeah. First, I, I called everybody up, and I said, and I called them up, I said, look, I screwed up, I'm in the hole, I'm trying to pay it off, I'm going to make payments, I'm, stop, I'm cutting up my card, and whatever. I called every one of them, and the minute I made that phone call, mm -hmm. they were all cool, Nick. Every single one of them. They right. just want to know that they're going to get their money. Yeah. yeah, they want to hear from you. They don't want you to duck them. And if you, and, I, and even if you say, look, I'm, I can only make you $5 or whatever ridiculous little amount, as long as yeah. you show a consistency, mm -hmm. they'll keep charging interest, but they'll sit and they'll wait it out. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I mean, there, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it is not an oncoming train. All right, check this out. Robbie Krieger from The Doors is on the phone. We got to take a break. Yeah. And uh, come back and talk to Robbie. Yeah. Uh, like I said, new habit, we don't announce anybody who's going to be an interview because we just stood up a lot. We actually got stood up yesterday. So uh, Robbie's playing at the Webster Theater tonight 
with his band at 7.30, Showtime 7.30. And we're going to talk to him in a minute when we get back with more D. Snyder Radio. This is Radio 104. We've got a problem there. It needs to be cleaned out. Snyder Radio. It's what the hell is going on this weekend? What the hell is going on this weekend? A lot. That's what's going on this weekend. I mean, the least of which is the premiere of Twisted Sisters Behind the Music on VH1 at 9 p.m. Sunday night. And you could join our very own Dark Side Dave and Nick as they celebrate this premiere at Rookie's Sports Bar and Grill in the Kmart Plaza in Cromwell, Connecticut, where all the peeps will be hanging out with Radio 104, free buffet in the designated Radio 104 section where the VH1 premiere will be shown on a huge screen TV. So it'll actually probably emulate the size on my head, actual size. <laughs> You know, because, you know, on TV, it's always very small and stuff. But with the big screen TV, you can see just just how big my head is. So join Darkside and Nick Sunday night, 8 to 10 p.m. at Rookie Sports Bar and Grill. Right now, it is a pleasure to welcome to the show a legend. Dare I say a legend? From the doors, Robbie Krieger, everybody. Robbie, welcome to the show. Hey, Dave. How are you? Pretty good. I appreciate you getting up this early. I know you're performing tonight. Yeah. Well, you do this every day? Every day. I get up <laughs> four in the morning now, oh, man. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I, mem- I remember when I used to go to bed at four in the morning. Now I go to bed at nine. Why don't, I, I bet you just stay up all night, huh? <laughs> no, not anymore. Now my vampire days are behind me. I go to bed at nine, and I get up at four in the morning, and I do do the radio show. Oh, it's, wow. I like doing the radio thing, but, yeah, I, but it's a... Kids? Four. Four, wow. What about you, Rob? Uh, you married? Just one, yeah. How old's your, how old's your child? He's uh, 27. In fact, he plays in the band. Get out. Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. What instrument? Guitar. That is cool, yeah, man. Yeah, you have like guitar duels, you know. That's kind of like Ringo and his kid. Didn't, didn't Ringo's kid play drums in his band with him for a while? I don't know about that. Yeah, but I mean, it's great that your kid plays an instrument. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I got my, my oldest son is starting to sing. I, my, he's been singing his whole life, but now he's starting to, he's 18, he's going to be 19. He's starting to take his musical career a little more seriously. Uh-huh. But I don't, I don't think I'm going to have him out on stage. I'm just getting my way. <laughs> hey, hey, Robbie, I got to ask you. I know you're here for, you know, to perform, you're performing at the Webster Theater. Is it called the Robbie Krieger Band? Is that what it's called? Right. Okay. And, uh, and, and of course, playing stuff from your new CD, Cinematics. Right. On, on Oglio. Is it Oglio Records? Uh, Oglio. Oglio. Oglio Records. Uh, but if, this is, you know, this is D. Snyder Radio, and, and my listeners always want to know, how Twisted Sister affected your life, Robbie? Could <laughs> 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 you at least give a monochrome of actual, uh, like you're actually thinking about it before you make a joke out of it? <laughs> Not you can't just sit there laughing. You gotta say something. I don't think he's had that good a laugh in a while, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, had you ever heard of Twisted Sister? <laughs> Twisted who? 
<laughs> oh, I, okay. All right. Let me. Th- all right. Look. You're no, from I'm kidding. No, I've heard of you guys. Sure. Okay. okay. Well, I mean, you know, obviously, look, I had your albums, man, and I stood in front of the mirror. I've always kind of wondered where you got the name. Twisted Sister? Yeah. Uh, it was actually the original lead singer, who was not me, uh, was an alcoholic. And, and, you know, they were came out of the glam. I remember the early 70s. I mean, they right, actually right. formed back then during the New York Dolls and all right. that that stuff. And um, they were looking for a name, and he called up from a bar, just wasted one night. <laughs> and, he, and he told my guitar player, who was the only actual member who was in the band from beginning to end, and he said, I got the perfect name. It's Twisted Sister. You know, and, and it really is a drunk's name, if you think about it. Yeah. And they were wearing the makeup and the costumes, and, and it was like just a moment of brilliance, yeah. and the name was born, but that was a good name. Yeah. How did you guys come up with the name of The Doors? Well, I didn't do it, but Jim Morrison figured it out that the fact uh, he was reading a book by uh, William Blake, and uh, who's a, this great poet. And he said something like, if the doors of perception were cleansed, you people would see uh, the world as it really is, infinite. So the doors of perception are like your senses, you know, like the, your eyes and ears and stuff. And, uh, you know, like when you take LSD or something like that. <laughs> well, then when you take it, I haven't taken it, but go ahead. All that stuff gets gets uh you see stuff a little differently you know that story is oh. so way better than yours d <laughs> <laughs> it's not my, okay it's a little bit better well, well nobody I, from I, a bar and said that by the way <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he was probably at a bar but i mean unfortunately no poet used the words twisted and sister side by side in a poem so i don't have a good story about that uh, uh okay i well you know i have a question for you i mean and this do you ever get like I mean, seriously. I mean, I, I'm the front man of the band, and, you know, you guys had a, you had a great band. You had a great thing going. You ever get pissed, Jim? You know, just, man. Dying, to, you mean? Yeah. Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it, it's such a good thing, and life is so freaking precious, and, you know, uh-huh. and, and we we're also lucky to, 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 you know, when you're one of the bands that actually gets the chance to be up there and do it. And yeah, then, I mean, you know, Jim was always... He, he was always trying to ruin it, to tell you the truth, you know. Every time he had a chance, he'd mess something up, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I guess the no, only there way are people like really, that really do it is to actually die. There are people like that who, yeah, who are I mean, self-sabotaging. Uh, exactly. It's like, uh, I guess it's like a self-sabotaging thing. I don't know. Yeah. But part of the appeal was that, you know. Yeah, I know there are artists like that. Felt that people, uh, you know, people realized what he was going through. I think, and that was part of the appeal. Uh, you know, we were sitting here talking about. Um, uh, well, Beth is a, Beth is my co-host. Hi. Say hi. Yeah, and <laughs> she's a she's a she's a huge Doors fan, and and she was saying, "Wow, this is amazing! It's like." She's actually a Tim Morrison groupie. Well, she was I like, mean, the doors, one, too. <laughs> yes, of course. But you said, uh, she said, wow, one degree of separation from Jim Morrison, you know, <laughs> she said. And I said, wow, I, I said, I just remembered. I had, like, sort of, before I'm talking to you, Robbie, I had, like, that myself. I had a roadie whose sister was Patricia Keneally. Does that uh, name, do you remember uh, that name? Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, did, uh, so, uh, does she speak the truth or what? 
I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, he, she. First of all, she's still married to Jim. She apparently was married in a witch ceremony right, to, right. to Jim or something, and uh -huh. and she never remarried, and she never's been with another man. You know, oh, or I don't know Lord. what the deal of that is. I mean, she's just still. She's still there. Robbie. So this is by choice? I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, that's, I mean, Jim apparently made quite an impression on people, but... Yeah, but you know, Jim affected people that way. I mean, there's a lot of people who, I mean, everybody who ever came in contact with Jim really believes that, that he was their best friend in some way or another. Yeah, he, he had, had that, that kind of way about him. Yeah, he had that effect on people. We're talking with Robbie Krieger, formerly The Doors. He's in town, performing with his own band, the Robbie Krieger Band. New tracks from his new record, Cinematics, on Oglio Records. And he's going to be at the Webster Theater tonight. Uh, I was looking through, you know, I'm looking through the stuff, you know. And, you know, we have, it's, 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 it's interesting. Now, now, I'm not comparing my career with Twisted Sister to The Doors, Beth, okay? I know. I'm just saying that we Go do ahead. something at a part in our lives, and we have... A, a degree of success with it and we get a lot of attention and then we go on to do a lot more things and no matter how great they might be along the way that first big splash we made will always remain sort of the, the one thing that we're always known for you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and I've read you've done more concerts as a solo artist you know you've gotten so many accolades as one of the greatest guitarists of all time from from guitar player i think it was magazine and you know and and yet it's always going to be oh yeah that's d that's the guy from twisted sister that's yeah. you know robbie that's the guy from the doors yeah you know i used to i used to fight that you know when i would play my uh, my concerts i would only do my own stuff you know i wouldn't do any doors you know for a long time maybe five or six years and then one day I saw this Doors tribute band, you know, and God damn, they were having so much fun and they were playing my songs. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> well, where did you see the Doors tribute band? In L.A. Oh. There was a group called Wild Child. Who, they're really good, actually. Very good. Probably the best Doors band I've seen. <laughs> and I've seen a lot of them, believe me. I've seen maybe five or six different Doors tribute bands. Wow. Yeah, we had one on, on oh, we, we had one in uh, New Jersey when I was playing bars called Crystal Ship. Right, right. And this guy was living Jim's life. I mean, he was a drunk and he was, he was, you know, he was just, he was Jim Morrison incarnate, yeah. this guy. Sure. So, and that made you say, hey, well, you know, I kind of, uh, I'm, again, I'm not trying to compare it to myself, but I started playing my own stuff. I was doing the same thing, staying away from it. And then a couple of musicians from other bands uh, you know, one guy from Nine Inch Nails and a guy from Marilyn Manson band. Very different than the people who do your music. They called me up and said, hey, we want to do like a club gig, uh, play Twisted stuff. Will you come down and do it with us? And I was like, well, all right, I'll do it with you. And we did it, and it was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was fun playing it, and people were like smiling and having yeah. a great time listening to my stuff, you know? Right. And you know, you realize... You only get one chance in this business sometimes, and uh, you're lucky to get that, you know. So why fight it? Yeah, definitely. It's it's, it's a good thing. I mean, you you know, a lot of these younger, newer bands, they all are, are step up. You know, you had that tribute album. Uh, it was called Stoned Immaculate. Was that uh -huh, what it was right. called? It came out a while ago, and the, everybody wants to be Jim Morrison. They all want to step up, get in the ring with the doors, and front the band. Like, what do you think when you see that stuff? <laughs> Well, you know, I think it's, I, I like it. I mean, it's uh, its great when somebody is influenced by you that much that they really, you know, that they want to play with you and stuff like that. 
And yeah, that was really a cool experience. We did this VH1 show with uh, most of the singers that sang on the tribute album. And it was really cool. It was John and Ray and I, and and then um, Scott uh, Stapp from Creed, and and uh, the guy from uh, the Cult, Ian Astenberg. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the guy from STP. And it was a great, uh, great night. You know, they all came all right, well, and sang some Doors songs. And, you know, they didn't have time to rehearse mostly, but uh, it was a little raggedy. But it was cool. Let me ask you, I mean, if, uh, you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but out of all the ones, there's been many who have many who've tried or many who have stepped up there to the microphone. Who are you most impressed with? Uh, that, that's a tough question. How about Val Kilmer? I was, I thought he was you know, really awesome. You know, he was amazing, yeah. I have to say. I have Did to, you really? You know, he sang 90% of the stuff in the movie. I heard that, yeah. Yeah, he really did. And you know what? You know how he got the gig in the movie? He sent a tape of himself and his and his own little Doors tribute band. They did a uh, a, vi a video, and it was really good, man. He was <laughs> he really did Jim good. What did you uh, just? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Well, I mean, I've, I've not even asked this before, but excuse me for the repetitive questions. But uh, what what did you think of the movie? Well, I kind of liked it. You know, I thought it was a good rock and roll movie. You know, I mean, right? Do you think it captured any of of the truth of what happened or the way it well, went down? A little bit, you know. It, it it was, you know, everything. Most of the stuff that happened in the movie was did happen in one regard or another, but you know, it didn't really show the the real relationship with the guys in the band or anything like that. Unfortunately, right. But well, it, uh, you know, like I said, the the Val was great. You know, he really sang stuff great and the concert scenes were great uh, you know and Oliver's you know Oliver Stone man he makes a great movie was it weird seeing some guy up there like playing you yeah <laughs> in your life you're going I'm still here what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not dead yet yeah exactly that's yeah, gotta be strange the guy that played me was cool man like, this guy Frank Whaley Frank uh, Whaley uh, he's gotten a lot of good parts uh, since then, too. That's great. Well, we're talking to Robbie Krieger. Robbie's great to speak to you. He's playing tonight at the Webster Theater, which is a pretty cool venue. I don't know if you've been there before, but I like no, that. No, I haven't. Yeah, it's it's one of those. It, it's 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 a, a small theater, but they've taken out the seats, uh -huh. so it's got the proscenium stage, good viewing, nice, and, but not too big, not too small. It's cool. Why don't you come uh, down, man? Sing a door song. Now. You know, now you don't put me on the spot like that. I'm not gonna. I'm not embarrassing myself like that. I'm a screecher. I'm not. I'm, I can't do when the music's over. Oh, come on, Robbie Krieger, everybody. Thanks, man. It's great to talk to you. Good luck. New album out. It's called Cinematics on Oglio Records. Pick it up. Check it out. Good talking to you, Robbie. Right, D. Thanks for talking to me. All right. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, uh, taking a break, Nicholas. Oh, you know what? Let's give people a traffic update because they're out there on the roadways and it's our last traffic break. So uh, we'll take a break. Come, uh, We'll do traffic, come back. And what's next, Nick? I'm looking for some news, maybe. Okay, yeah, that? I need a moment, though. Okay, okay good. Well, you regroup, Beth. <laughs> I'm so this Jim Morrison talk. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, is it warm? Is it hot? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Psycho Dan, what's going on? Now back to D. Snyder Radio. I'm 
I'm trying to convince people that this is actually happening. On Radio 104. Some of our listeners are freaking funny. I'll read you a freaking funny letter in two seconds. Um, freaking's my crush word today for some reason. I don't know why I'm freaking saying that. Uh, I was cool. Yeah, I was. I was really excited for that interview. I thought it went well. Yeah, well, we. Good job, V. <laughs> yeah, no more talking to. No, no more announcing interviews, though. So, in case you're wondering, why didn't we tell you? Because. I'm not falling for that. If you were supposed to call yesterday, I would have told you all day. It would have been crickets chirping. No, <laughs> not happening. They call. We'll just interrupt and talk to them. We'll be a little surprised. Hey, you know who called today on this show? Robbie Krieger from The Doors. Ah, that's cool. Right? It was pretty cool. Stone, I knew that cool. story about how The Doors got their name. Did you? Uh-huh. I'm sure it's... I like that. I'm sure... It's like one of the most asked questions. I used to say, how the twist is right. to be your name? But he, he laid asked, it on yeah, me. He so asked I was first. like, back at you. Yeah. Back at you. I had heard um, that Val Kilmer sang a lot of that. I didn't know it was 90%. Did you see that movie, well, D? Oh, yeah. It was great. He does a great job. It was great. Although I thought they were going to give the role to the actor. name is Patrick. He was in a movie called The Lost Boys. I didn't see that movie. That guy is... And, and a movie called Rush as well looks exactly like Jim. As a matter of fact, in the movie The Lost Boys, they did this one um, transition where they have a poster of Jim and they go to his face. It just melts into his face. I thought he was going to get it for sure, but Val campaigned and won. Mm -hmm. Hey, uh, tomorrow it's D. Snyder Radio Family Feud. Join the party. Okay, join the party, people, uh, for the feud. Uh, give me a favor. Go to the website, radio104.com. Click on the Peeps poll, answer the survey questions so we have a pretty solid sampling for tomorrow's program, all right? Uh, that's the feud. Hey, Euro stickers. Do you have one yet? What, not, I'm not asking you. Jason, Jason Patrick. Dan, there goes Psycho Dan again. Jason Patrick is the actor's name. I know him? who he is, yep. He looks like Jim. He looks like Jim, okay? I can see that. Yes, you can. You can see that. I knew you could see that. Do you have a Euro sticker? Why don't you have a Euro sticker? It's time, people. We're tattooing the state. With the shrink rights say, I'm happy to report that after some extensive travel in the past two weeks between Waterbury, Hartford, and Bridgeport, I have seen many D-Euro stickers. It appears that your command to tattoo the state is finally being heeded. It's from the shrink. Jeffro, who works at Bradley Airport, says he noticed one of, one of our, my stickers on Southwest's tractor that pushes the plane off the gate. That's cool. Anything... But people are going to see it. I'm cool with that. Okay? If you don't have one yet, there are 80-something locations. Go to our website at Radio104.com. Click on the large D-Euro icon. Icon. The entire list will print out for you. Not print it. Well, I guess you could print it theoretically, but it'll open up for you. You can find a location near you. Here are some of the newer locations. In Ansonia, they're at Family Laundry. In Brantford, at Brantford Hobbies and Strategic Environmental Solutions. In Clinton, find them at Aragoni Detailing, LLC. In Danbury, at Gateway Country and H&D Automotive. In New Britain, find them at hard-hitting Sherwin-Williams paint stores. <laughs> in New Haven, they're at Ted's Auto Center. Everything's hard-hitting in New Britain. And Westville Gourmet. In stores, they're at Bird Dog Liquors. In Trumbull, at Lake and Main Service Center. In Vernon, they're at We Are Wireless. In Wallingford, there's a new location. They're at Cobra Automotive. In Waterbury, at Town Plot Spirit Shop and Skate the Planet. 
In Watertown, you'll find them at Depot Squares, Wine and Liquors, and Cavallo's Italian Specialty Shop slash Deli in the Oakville section. In West Hartford, the Racket Coops got them. Up in Massachusetts, find them at Aguam at Country Jeep and Amherst at Mailboxes, etc. And on Long Island, one of three locations, a new one, Tight Line Tackle in Sag Harbor, Long Island. Well, I think I've got everything covered that I'm supposed to have covered. I want to just do a little reaction. One letter, Beth. Okay. One letter. I was just saying how funny our listeners are. This comes from Dirty Dog from Hartford. It says, D, regarding the clicking you sometimes have with your teeth, it's actually my jaw, may I suggest you can save money and save a child by the following. Instead of going to the orthodontist to get rid of your clicking, adopt an Ethiopian to click along with you. (laughs) 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 Once in a while, you could even have him in on the show. Imagine the excitement as he and Sean fight over the ham sandwich you left on the table. Picture Sean with a little bugger in a headlock screaming, Come on, spit it out! Perhaps we could open... (laughs) Perhaps we could open up an exchange with Ethiopia. Instead of trips to smog-filled London, listeners could win a week in clear, warm Addis Ababa. Popular activities there include fly swatting and ditch digging. Oh, my God. (laughs) Come on, D. This is a truly untapped market, not to mention all the romantic opportunities for Nick. Sure, by our standards, Nick may be dirt poor, but in Ethiopia, he'd be filthy rich. That's right. <laughs> and Nick saying is chatting up some Ethiopian girl. Hey, I bet you never did it before with a guy that has his own refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to improve the quality of life, your loyal canine listener, Dirty Dog from Hartford. Dirty Dog. <laughs> For shame. <laughs> Here's a funny effort, I got. <laughs> well, <laughs> dark side, loving that. Come and click along with me. All right, speaking of click, let's click with Beth, si- with Beth Lockwood and the news. More allegations are emerging in Phil Giordano's case. The Hartford Current is reporting a 17-year-old girl has told the State Department of Children and Families she was paid by the Waterbury mayor to watch him have sex with her aunt and to have sexual contact with him. The girl is an older cousin of the two young girls Giordano is accused of abusing. So we talked about this a little earlier. It was a family deal. Seems the like it was a family affair. Aunt is a a, a, a full grown woman. Yeah, some uh, some say drug addict, prostitute, and who may have a child by Phil Giordano. May have an illegitimate son with him. So this is an ongoing relationship, apparently. And they decided to spice it up by bringing in some of the nieces, yeah, underage uh, nieces, a, n- a niece, uh, possibly a young daughter, and then this older niece as well. When you want a womb, you just take the womb. Is that a tape of Phil Giordano? I certainly hope not. Explaining yeah. to my Anna. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is in so much hot water. And you were Rightly seriously, so. you were serious about hazmat taking out the oh, rug? I'm dead serious. Do not go in there. Apparently what this 17-year-old, now 17-year-old girl is saying is that on these occasions that she was forced to watch her aunt have sex with Giordano that sometimes these things happened on the carpet in his office. I was boning a lady in that. <laughs> wow. And that is why they took it out with a hazmat suit. But the big question is, 
Was he doing a good job in Waterbury? (laughs) (laughs) Clearly not, since the state has had to take over. (laughs) Man, even Bill Clinton's scratching his head with this guy. What's up with this dude? He is sick. Federal prosecutors in Kansas, speaking of sick, Kansas City, Missouri, rather, say it is a nightmare. An FBI hotline is being flooded with calls from patients who fear they may have been victimized by a pharmacist accused of diluting cancer medicine. Robert Courtney is being held without bond. This scumbag was diluting people's medicine down to from 1% to 39%. 1%. You're freaking dying of cancer and a guy is short-sheeting your medication. God, it's got to be a special place in hell for people like this. It's all set up. Say hi. Say hi to Phil Giordano. Say hello. And and, and didn't he turn himself in? Um, Usually when these people turn themselves in, it's because there's pressure to do so. I mean... You know what that's equivalent of? That's swag chemo right there. That's not like not even not, not even the good stuff. You're getting swag. Some Nebraska residents are crying foul over signs for a fair. They're upset over billboards meant to increase attendance at this year's state fair there in Nebraska. One billboard shows a carnival ride and says, the only place where you pay to throw up. Another pokes fun at some of the entertainment, saying, see bands you thought were dead. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) Oh, man, I hope that's not the fair I'm playing. Finally, for an advertisement for the petting zoo, they have a drawing of a cow and encourage people to engage in heavy petting. (laughs) (laughs) So some parents are upset. Come on, it's funny stuff. I think that's funny stuff. I know. The fair manager said he was tired of the old ads, which just featured dancing livestock. (laughs) So, it turned it up a notch. You know, you would think, though, there's a middle ground between the dancing livestock and the heavy petting. (laughs) Yeah. You know, there's probably something in the middle there. Uh, Admittedly, the dancing livestock is a little bit lame. Yeah. They're not even using that at the Wilkett Country Fair anymore, which which Nick is going to be appearing at this uh, Saturday night. That's right. Well, I don't know if you knew this, but today marks the oh, 24th anniversary of the death of the king in rock and roll. Elvis Presley died this day 24 years ago at the age of 42. As many as 15,000 fans marked the occasion with a candlelight visual at Graceland last night. They're expecting next year on the 25th anniversary to draw close to 30,000 people. You know what this means, Beth. What's that to you? This is really, this is, this is terrifying information you've just given me. What it means is that next year is the silver anniversary of his death. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They're going to be <laughs> inundated. Oh, everywhere. Elvis, that fat, <laughs> drug-addicted loser. He didn't write his own freaking songs. He did nothing. Was that Lord Ash? <laughs> Why is he the king? Uh, well, he, he did it was nothing. Alive. He was a handsome, quite a lively dancer. He shook his money maker and got high. Had a soothing voice. Oh come on! That I mean, guy in <laughs> little jumpsuit. That guy. Tim Morrison is deserving of this. I, I mean, I don't know if anybody's deserving of the, the insane idol worship, but he was creative. You know, he was he was a driving force behind the band. I mean, he was you know the, the lyricist. He had something to offer. He looked really this good. He was stealing pants. songs from poor black guys. 
mm-hmm. and making them hit songs. I mean, it's just ridiculous. We're going to get killed next year. I'm leaving the country. Get What's ready. this date? Mark Note it down. August 16th. I'm going to be out of the country on August 16th. <laughs> Put on the calendar, Nick. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm not going to be around. That entire week is my vacation. Do not want to hear about the king. Fairfield, Connecticut, facing a lawsuit over a dodgeball game. The parents of a fifth-grade girl hurt while playing dodgeball in the school cafeteria in April say they intend to sue. Crystal Sadowski's parents say their daughter suffered head injuries that required immediate medical attention. They also say she's expected to have lasting facial scars. Emily's lawyer says Crystal hit her head against the edge of a table in the calf while playing dodgeball. In the cafeteria? In the calf. What kind of crazy gym teacher is that? I don't know. The tables were up? Apparently. <laughs> she hit her head on a table in the cafeteria playing dodgeball. I would say they got a pretty good case. <laughs> well, I just, I just hand them a blank check if I was mm. the uh, school board and say, here, just fill your number in. Well, speaking of sports, a new survey says men are finding it more and more difficult to control their tempers on the sporting fields and even in the swimming pool. A sports rage survey commissioned by For Him magazine found one in ten sports arguments ends in violence. Stresses of everyday life and lack of self-discipline noted as reasons for aggressive behavior. Survey involved 3,000 men with an average age of 24. Found 78% experienced football rage. 35% had argued while playing tennis. 29% had swimming pool rage at some point in the past. 22% had been victims of gymnasium rage. I'd say we're a bit on edge. I would say so, boys. Settle down. In a lot the of testosterone pool? flowing. A lot of testosterone out there, Beth. You go to these games. You know what it is? I'll tell you what it is, though. You want to know serious? Serious. Why these things blow up? Well, first of all, society is more stressful. We're, you know, we're definitely, I think, in this day and age, we have a higher level of stress to begin with. And one of my shrinks explained mm-hmm. to me that what it is 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 that there are so many things that we have no control of. Whether this is male and female. You know, we can't, at work, we have to take orders from our boss. We have to, you know, toe the line or whatever. Mm-hmm. We have to deliver. Even, you know, with bill paying and and, and mortgages and all the things, we can't. These are things we have real no, really no control over. And it seems to us that the little things, there's some little things in life that we should have some kind of control over. So when these issues happen, maybe we can't kick our boss's ass. We like to. But we certainly can kick the crap out of this guy <laughs> who's taking too long on the damn tricep machine. Okay? So, I mean, and that's that's what's happening. We're, yeah. We've got hair triggers, and we just feel, God, can't we have a modicum of control over something in our friggin' lives? And we figure, Darcy figures he can choke the life out of the guy at the football stadium. <laughs> he can't choke the life out of Todd Thomas. That's his boss. But he can't choke the life out of Joe Blow, who just said, the Bucks suck. <laughs> <laughs> so watch out. Well, sadly for President Clinton, he no longer rates as far as role models go. A new survey shows the former president is at the top of the list of former public heroes who are no longer considered heroes. Other fallen heroes in the poll include John F. Kennedy, O.J. Simpson, and Jesse Jackson. Oh, that's a list you don't want to be on right there. 
Apple also asks, who do you look up to? And top three in that category, you want to guess who's... W better not be no, on that list. No, no, no. Okay, let's, let's be serious. Uh, number three is Colin Powell, which I think is really a high ranking for him. Pretty impressive with a guy with the first name Colin. Yes. Who's made it so far. In <laughs> number two, role model Martin Luther King. No brainer. And uh, number one, who I think usually leads the way on this poll, is Jesus Christ. Number three? Number one. Oh, he's number one with yeah. a bullet. Yeah, well, he's Jesus. He's yeah, the son of I God. Mean... It's tough. You know, number four in there was my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Nick and Sean nuts. looks up to those. These nuts. <laughs> Beverly Hills Plastic Surgeons, Dr. Richard Fleming and Dr. Toby Mayer are releasing their annual Hollywood's Hottest Looks Survey. This is based on requests from their patients. Okay. And I'll tell you what parts men want and what parts women want. First of all, men think the ideal face has the eyes of Tom Cruise, the lips of Brad Pitt, the jaw of Harrison Ford, and the nose of Rob Lowe. And no, Tommy Lee's penis. Dad. Dark side, not your dad. <laughs> yeah. Tommy Lee's penis was on there as well, but that was below the waist. As far as women, they most want to have a nose like Nicole Kidman. Sean, props for your girl Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Eyes like Winona Ryder, lips like Kim Basinger, and a body like Selma Hayek. It's not too shabby. No. Gaining Could in popularity, you, uh... Angelina Jolie and Charlize Theron. Yeah, we would, maybe uh, they could whip one of them up. <laughs> just, just give it those parts. Just, just whip up a woman that looks like that. That'd be awesome. If not they too could. bad. Not too bad. And they want boobs like Anna Nicole Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I have no desire to have those boobs. Hooters, hooters, hooters. <laughs> That's like having a whole other person with you all the time. Uh, well, apparently, thank. Lucky for me, not every woman wants to look like those girls. Some. Want to look like me, Sarah Jessica Parker, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> they just, actually, what you do is just walk in and you say to the doctor, give me the Snyder. Are you sure? <laughs> the Snyder. Yeah. Are you really, really sure? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's sweeping the nation. <laughs> well, spas and beauty treatments are not just for women anymore. As a matter of fact, an entire spa dedicated to men and their beauty needs is about to open in Bethesda, Maryland, just outside of D.C. It's a place where men will be able to go and have their backs waxed awesome. and their toes pedicured without female intrusion and gawking. Doris, I want to split a package. You get the, you get the toes, I'll get the back. <laughs> Two male grooming experts are opening this full-service spa. They say it's a place where a guy can get a manicure while watching ESPN. They'll actually change the names of some treatments so you don't feel so bad. For example, a pedicure becomes... The men's foot treatment. I'd like to see their list. Is hand relief on there anywhere? <laughs> Don't have a full list, <laughs> The old HR. It's always nice to finish off your, your whole body treatment with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, Carson Daly is expanding his duties in addition to continuing to host TRL on MTV. That's the duties. <sighs> He'll be the new host of NBC's late night show, later when it starts up again next year. Go Carson. He apparently wanted to do talk show for quite some time and his spokeswoman said he felt there were more opportunities at NBC. He also is looking to develop a program for NBC's teen-oriented Saturday morning lineup. 
See, he's a smart, smart dude. He is. And I, I do like him because rule number one implies here because he likes me. Mm -hmm. So, but, I mean, you got to look. 20 years. If you stand, you know what? It's interesting. This comes out, what, like a week after the 20th anniversary? Mm -hmm. You stand up there on that stage and you are seeing a parade of former hosts of MTV, now losers. <laughs> You got it. I mean, I saw Ricky Rackman from the Headbangers Ball stumbling around the back room. It was sad. I mean, you were back there. You were afraid to ask, so how are you doing to these people? Because I, 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 I talked to J.J. Jackson and Mark Goodman. And I talked to, we didn't see Martha Quinn. She was oddly unaround, not around. Uh, and, you know, you run into these people and, you know, you're afraid to hear what they, oh, and um, the other one, the blonde Nina hair. Black yeah. No, not even the guy, the guy, the guy, the guy. Alan. Alan Jack Hunter. Is, Hunter. Yeah. You know, and you're afraid to ask because, <laughs> because they're, you know, you're afraid what they're going to come back with, yeah. especially after Rick. I'm like, so how you doing, Rick? He's like, that's so good, you know, doing the wrestling thing, but just trying to get back on. I'm like, oh, jeez. You know, Sorry like, you, you don't asked. Wanna, yeah, not everybody's like found life after their other success, you know, their, their first success. So J.J. Jackson seemed like he was pretty happy. Happy guy. There are a the, few, very few. I can't think of really any from, well, Allison Stewart. I can't, other than her, really think Allison of anybody Stewart. from MTV. Who's got a career. Yeah. Even Allison Tabitha Stewart Soren. Is, I, don't, I don't know what happened to her either. And yeah, I thought yeah, she was Tab good. Yeah, where's Tabitha Soren? Don't know. There's nobody has a career. So you're standing and you're watching this parade. You got to go, holy crap. This gravy train does have an end, and I better figure out what I'm going to do now. So he's taking the word mm -hmm. from the parlay. Parlay. Actually, on my way in, I saw uh, Jesse Camp. Right. No, yeah, he was washing the window on my limo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, just for change. He's clearly change. parlaying. Was yeah. he good money. Was he there? We didn't talk about that. Was he there? I actually didn't run into Jesse. I think he was there, though. Yeah, he yeah, I, I did not see yeah. Jesse, so yeah. I would figure he would be there, but... I didn't see him. Well, Will and Grace star Sean Hayes is a hero, being hailed as one anyway. While driving in Los Angeles, he saw a man lying in his driveway, went over to assist, realized the man had been shot, ripped the shirt off of his own back, held it against the bullet wound to stop the man from bleeding before the paramedics could arrive. Man is recovering from a leg wound, says he suffered it during a robbery attempt near his home. Just a flesh wound. This, uh, did he uh, give him uh, an unnecessary mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation? <laughs> <laughs> no. How about the BJ of life? <laughs> no, D. He didn't. He gave him everything, everything he needed to do. He, he took all his clothes off. <laughs> well, he's um, a hero. Now that's great. Yeah. That, no, now, that's, that's pretty cool. Why was the guy shot? <laughs> In a robbery attempt. He just saw, just passed by and saw it? Well, he was driving, and he noticed the guy lying in the street, so he pulled over to help. He said he didn't know what was going on. He called 911, and then he saw he was bleeding, so he took off his shirt and pressed it up against the wound, <laughs> waited for paramedics, told the story, and then left. That's pretty damn cool. Especially in this day, people are so nervous of ah! people bleeding. Ah! With Blood, good yeah. reason, and yeah. he didn't think of that, and he helped well, out. Well, he figured out nothing great. to lose. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, that's pretty cool, actually. You know, yeah. uh, very cool. Hey, you know what? Uh, Dan, Psycho Dan in the other room, who is our resident, I don't know. He's like, he's, he's got a lot of useless trivia in his head. But he says, Tabitha Soren uh, went to a reporting job with NBC or ABC a few years ago. He's positive. But is she still on? I don't know. And Jesse Camp 
uh, was there, and he's now clean. <laughs> Apparently, he was unclean before. I mean, does that mean he's off drugs or that he actually bathed? Because when he was yeah, in here, yeah. yeah, he was a stinky one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was he was stinking up the joint. Maybe he's off drugs and he bathed. That'd be good. Well, there's a reason that Dave Navarro seemed like he was in such a good mood when we spoke to him on our show a few weeks ago, and that is because. He has been dating and is now apparently engaged to marry Carmen Electra. Told you. I told you they were together at the party. Yeah. Wow. They were an attractive couple, I'll tell you that. Apparently he asked her to marry him late Tuesday night, and she said yes. Wow. Sloppy seconds from the worm. Wow. How can you ever, you know, when you feel like inadequate, because you know the worm is holding you know, something's going on. He can't, he can't be that big. Well, he's just so... He's just so weird and freaky and sometimes obnoxious. That yeah, Navarro's so level and normal looking. <laughs> I guess looking. that's true. No, but he's not like that. He has a different... <laughs> yeah. The worm's got something else going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Navarro's cool. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we had a great conversation with him. And uh, yeah, yeah, I didn't realize they were going out. They weren't, they weren't like touching or nothing, but they were hanging. Mm-hmm. I hope she's at 104 Fest. Maybe. Oh, I'll be a little bonus now and that. You think yeah. she'll dump him and when she checks out your action? Nice beaver. Totally. Well, no, I don't what think he's packing. She'll, oh, yeah. I mean, I'll just be able to take advantage of her like that day and then she'll just be <laughs> on the road with Navarro again. But I'll definitely have sex with her somewhere backstage. <laughs> she'll be thrilled. And then he woke up. Finally today, the South Beach mansion where Italian designer Johnny Versace was shot to death by a serial killer is about to be converted, converted into a posh hotel and restaurant. Miami Beach Historic Preservation Board has given the go-ahead to current owner Peter Lofton to renovate it. New hotel, expected to open in mid-December, will have 15 suites and a world-class restaurant. Bargain price of just $2,000 to $6,000 per night. Who was shot to death there? Johnny Versace. Oh. People like that stuff. Mm-hmm. People like history. You know, there's that restaurant on Mulberry Street called Umberto's. It's actually not even there anymore. They moved. But for the longest, this is where some big, you know, Don, Mafia I've, Don was shot. Yeah, I've been there. Oh, you've been there? And yeah. it's like, you know, you go there and it's like, you know what? Food stinks. Stinks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you want to like stand inside there and get some clams and say, man, like some guy pulled up with a Tommy gun and blew some guy away with it while he was eating his linguine here. How cool is that? You know where else I would love to go where I haven't gone yet is up in uh, Fall River, the Lizzie Borden place. That's a bed and breakfast. No, really? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, people like people like things that have got like weird history it's creepy like and weird stories, yeah. especially people like Dark Side. Yeah. <laughs> Baseball yesterday, Seattle 6-2 over the Sox. Yankees beat Tampa Bay 10-3. San Diego 2-1 over the Mets. Great day if you can get out there. Sunny, mid-80s. Tonight, clouds, 60s tomorrow. Some humidity moves back in. There's a breeze, though, and scattered showers and thunderstorms possible in the afternoon. A high into the mid-80s. It's 64 at 924. Well, when we return, we've got an interview that we taped yesterday uh, with Matt Hardy of the Hardy Boys, the legendary Hardy Boys. He's promoting SummerSlam this Sunday on pay-per-view, the return of The Rock. Big things happening. This is the guy who's uh, hanging with Lita. Okay. And Lita and Matt, they're, they're an item, apparently. So we talked to him a bit, and uh, it started a little slow, but he got more interesting as the conversation went on. So we'll take a break. We'll, we'll play that for you. Uh, for your listening pleasure, so do stick around for more D-Sider Radio. This is Radio 104.
something pretty cool out there now it's, it's flattering i gotta say quite honestly it's a tribute album to my band twisted sister it's called twisted forever it's on Koch records and uh it's got artists like lit nine days chuck d seven dust sebastian bach motorhead nashville pussy overkill cradle of phil steph kings anthrax joan jett i mean a real wide range of artists and types of artists on there uh, even Twisted Sister makes an appearance. I do a duet with Lid on I Wanna Rock and stuff. So uh, if you like that kind of thing, you might want to check it out. And if you really like that kind of thing, you might want to be calling number 10 right now at 860-666-4444. You will win yourself a free copy of Twisted Forever. Okay? And 9 o'clock tonight, Zalman, one of your own, will be on Millionaire facing off with Rage. What kind of name Zalman? Uh, <laughs> barking at Solomon. We'll see what happens with that. Uh, okay, I got a little. We have an interview with Matt Hardy from the Hardy Boys, WWF, in just a second. Uh, some reaction here uh, from Matt Kidda. I got to catch the Sebastian Bach phone call this morning. I think it would be some crazy stuff if you and Sebastian were in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. The energy that the two of you generate when you're together, or even just on the phone, is phenomenal. It's like the two of you feed off of each other's craziness. That would be kick-ass, D. Keep looking into it. Well, man, kid, uh, it's funny because when I spoke to him off the air, I'm like, okay, let's calm down for a minute. <laughs> 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 we get on the phone, and he's like, D, what's up with that? We're like, we're like yelling out, like, all right, let's just calm down for a second here. Let's talk seriously. He's like, okay. <laughs> and then we had a real serious conversation. A meeting, big meeting tonight with the producers, directors, the show managers, my agents, a big powwow in New York City uh, regarding the Rocky Horror Show. So I'll have some information, some updates for you tomorrow. Erica says, <clears throat> subject Rocky Horror Show 104 style, after all this talk about doing Rocky Horror Show on Broadway, has no one thought to do a radio version? Why not do it as an old school radio serial type thing? You, of course, could be the good Dr. Frankfurter. Frankenfurter. Beth would have to be Janet. Zalman, Brad. <laughs> Dark Side is Eddie, Nick as Columbia, the perfect casting for Frankfurter's Frankenfurter's groupie, Psycho as Riff Raff, Doc B as Dr. Scott, mm. Sean as Rocky. Remember it's radio, so we don't have to see him. And maybe you could get Chaz in early to be Magenta. That'd be a great role for her. Who needs Broadway? Someone get this production over to the <laughs> Bushnell right away. <laughs> That's from Erica. By the way, Paul from Newtown just won. Is it Newton or Newtown? I always say that every time. Newtown just won the Twisted CD. Enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. Um, a CD is one of those things where some ver it depends on your, your head on them. You know, like if you're a traditionalist, you're going to love like Lit and uh, Hammerfall. There's a band out of Europe that, that, you know, they do real straight ahead versions. And then you'll hate Seven Dust. Hate and hate Chuck D. Hate. And then other, if you're, you know, some people like to hear real interpretations, people putting themselves into the music, and you'll have the reverse reaction. You'll hate the people who just did it by the book, and you'll love the people who went you know, completely off the track. 
talk about Twisted Forever, the tribute today. Oh, subject, Beth as Janet. I'm listening to today's What Did We Learn Today? And it was just pointed out that Beth would make a great Janet in the Rocky Horror Show. I wish you would point out that Janet, in the Broadway version, has a topless scene. I love to hear Nick's reaction to the thought of Beth playing Janet then. Mike, the actuary from West Hartford. I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't pop the top? I wouldn't like to hear Nick's reaction to it. Oh, oh, oh. So you would pop the top, just no reaction. You get a good reaction. I'm yeah. sure. Thank you, though. <laughs> well, I probably would request in my contract, no nude scenes, please. No nude scenes. It was, it was gratuitous. Yeah. It was at the end of the scene where her, touch it, touch it, touch me, mm -hmm. with her and Rocky. Right. And um, the very last thing before they, they he's, he's groping, groping, you know, they're going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And the last thing she does is she pops her top it and is, the lights go yeah. black. It is gratuitous because was, it's, it's pretty evident what's going on in the movie version when she's there in the panties and the bra. Right, right. It was gratuitous, mm -hmm. but many of the guys seem to appreciate it. And last mm -hmm. letter before we get into the um, Matt Hardy interview. Subject signs that Beth is snapping or has snapped. Uh -oh. This is from the Swamp Rat. Yesterday on the show, you mentioned you could envision Beth snapping. I think we can all picture her taking just all she can take from the rest of you and having a meltdown on the air. I think we can agree it won't be the, quote, old three-part question, clock tower, high-powered rifle, and her, and, and her being naked, or, and, but something a little more subtle. Keep an eye out for the following signs that Beth has gone completely off the deep end. All right, guys, and I read this list. It's pretty on the money. Uh -oh. Sign one. A lean cuisine lunch with a regular Coke. Regular, not dying. See? Driving to work with less than a half a tank of gas. Oof. <laughs> Big, crazy sign, uh, kooky sign. How does he know that? <laughs> Running with scissors. Mm. <laughs> Sitting really close to the TV. <laughs> you know there's problems. It's bad for your eyes. All right, here's one watch out for. We're very aware here. If Beth wears a short sleeve shirt in the studio. Big warning sign. <laughs> She tears the tags off her mattress. Why would you do that? It says you know, on there that you shouldn't. Do not remove, right? It says right there. Watch out if she skips the West Wing for one week. Here's the thought. Jaywalking. <laughs> Isn't that illegal? I don't know why you can't wait for the cross. White pants after Labor Day. Oh, that really should. Nick, you know that shouldn't happen. Yeah, that's, that's a big sign. And, or, and black pants, brown shoes. Why would you, do, why would you that. do that? <laughs> well, he's saying this is a sign that you're gone. A guest spot on Wilkow's show. <laughs> <laughs> Highly unlikely. And finally, the last sign that Beth is losing it. Saying any of the following. Darn, shoot, poop, rats, fooey, dang it, or shucks. <laughs> you know Beth is going, going ballistic. Bound so to kiss my patootie. Yeah, kiss my patootie, Snyder. Mm -hmm. Sign the wa Swamp Rat. Swamp Rat, thanks for the heads up. I think I know what you're talking about. That's our own Beth Lockwood. And the last sign is she breaks wind in the production room. <laughs> <laughs> you know she's completely snapped. All right. We talked to Matt Hardy from the WWF, the fabulous Hardy Boys, promoting SummerSlam this Sunday night on Cox In Demand. I got to get the right name. What is it again? It's his... 
AT&T, AT&T and, and Cox Co- in demand pay-per-view. AT&T and Cox in demand pay-per-view. I'll be watching. If you like wrestling, you like family fun, you should be watching. Uh, well, Matt will tell you all about it. Check this out. It happened yesterday afternoon after the show. We recorded them. This is Radio 104. Matt Hardy. Hello, how are you? No, I'm doing good, man. It's D, and I'm with Beth. She's my co-host. How's it going, man? Good, man. How are you? Hey, man. It's really good to talk to you. I've seen you wrestle a whole bunch of times, and uh, I've never had the uh, pleasure of speaking to you or your brother yet. Well, here we go, then. All right. Well, then, of course, the first question, you know, the question on anybody's mind when they look at the Hardy Boys, they say, uh, gee, I, I wonder, how did Twisted Sister affect Matt's life? It, it definitely, uh, you know, kind of uh, helped uh, form our attitude and you know, our, our mindset a little bit. Well, I'll tell you what, man. When I go to these, when I go to these wrestling matches and I'm backstage, it, I always say this: it looks like an old school '80s metal concert back there. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of the guys. It's such a huge following. I know, uh, you know, so many guys still still follow the '80s bands. You know, Jeff and I were just a little bit younger, you know, than, than a lot of the other guys. But you know, we we caught the very tail end of, of the, the whole '80s. You know, uh, metal band movement. First of all, I want to say that we got the big uh, SummerSlam happening this weekend, right? We got to be sure to promote that, correct? Absolutely. And uh, your brother is having a hardcore match, right, uh, yeah. against Rob Van Dam? Yes, it's going to be a it's going to be a hardcore match. I've heard there may be even be some more stipulations thrown there. You know, I'm not sure there may be a, you know a ladder involved somehow. And I'm um, lurking around there. I'm, uh, I'll make sure to keep my eyes involved. You know, anytime there's a ladder in the ring, I love to, you know, climb up on it and throw people okay. See, because I, I thought that you might be, like, backstage making out with Lita or something while your brother's kicking ass in the ring. I'll definitely be doing that or at least trying, trying to as hard as I can. <laughs> and you know what? You know, Beth, Matt and Lita are like... The Britney and uh, who's that loser from NSYNC in, in the pop world? I mean, in your own way. Justin, yeah. I don't mean that like you guys are like them personally. I just mean like this couple within the, the world of wrestling. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it, it is cool. It's, it's cool that, you know, I get to kiss on her and rub on her and do all that I get to do to her on TV, so. Yeah, so like Justin, you know, he has all these guys like drooling over his old lady all the time. And at the end of the day, he's the one who gets to go and, you know, say hello. You, I know that Lita's got like a legion of guys just like wanting her bad, and you're the man. It, it, it's unbelievable. I, I was just going to ask how you're doing physically. I'm, I'm reading about all of the injuries that you've suffered, which include breaking quite a few bones and things like head has been busted open. Um, how are you feeling? I, I'm doing good, actually, right now, but I'll, I'll also throw this in there. Uh, I'm young, so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay right now. We work a, a, a real hectic schedule, and I, I do the best I can to keep my body in shape. And I mean, you know, wrestling is, is you know, definitely not an occupation for, you know, people who aren't tough or, you know, who, who don't want to be hurt. And it's something you're going to be hurt in, and I've been hurt quite a few times. But it's, it's all been things I've been able to bounce back mm-hmm. from. So I'm, I'm basically actually doing great right now. But that's typical, right? And most of the guys and, and women out there, they have lists like this also. Yes. It, it is very typical. I mean, people, people really just don't understand and, until they step into the ring. I mean, you know, they go, oh, you know, that stuff doesn't hurt, does it? I mean, you, you don't ever get hurt, do you? And I go, well, you know, I, I get hurt basically every night. I mean, it might be just a, a bump or a bruise, but, I mean, whenever you go out and, and you fight and you're physical with, you know, somebody in the ring, even if you don't try and kill each other, you know, exactly, just like when you play football, I mean, mm-hmm. you're going to get banged up and beat up, you know, and we do it five nights a week. 
Yeah, we're talking with Matt Hardy from the Hardy Boys, the legendary Hardy Boys, and they're wrestling at SummerSlam. That's in is in San Jose, California, this Sunday night, right? Absolutely, we're in San Jose. We're at the uh, the old Shark Tank, and now it is the Compact Center. It's going to be uh, you know live on pay per view at SummerSlam. It's got, it's an awesome lineup all the way down through and through. Now, now, rumor has it, or not rumor, we're hearing on the commercial, that The Rock, who made his comeback this past, uh, like a week ago, is going to have a big showing uh, this weekend at SummerSlam. Yeah, absolutely, and he's taking on uh, on Booker T. You know, if you've seen the last couple of weeks, the interchanges he's had with Booker T have been absolutely hilarious. It's good to have Rock back because he's, he's definitely, you know, uh, one of a kind when it comes to getting on that microphone and doing the thing that Rocky does and, He's definitely hilarious, and I'm actually really excited to see his match with Booker T on SummerSlam because the interaction between those two has been really funny. Now, now your favorite band is, is Pearl Jam, and, and outside of the first album, I'm not a big fan of this, but we do have something in common. The Outback. Bro, you like the Outback restaurant? Oh, yeah, definitely. How choice is that? Oh, it's the best. You can't beat it. It's that, that, that's a big thing among wrestlers, too. I mean, that's a place you can uh, slip into. You know, if we can get out of the building at 10, 30, or 11 o'clock and have a great meal. I, and I and you know and the uh, all what I like best is all the utensils and everything is like really big. It's made for big guys because I'm not a little guy myself. Absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. The outback, the outback's a winner. <laughs> and we're doing an outback commercial now, Beth. Beth, have you ever eaten at the outback? I have, yeah. And if it was, I know you're you're like more refined thing. They don't have any bean sprouts. Or no, anything they, at the ha- outback. they have they have good stuff for me too. I'll jump on in the commercial. They have fish and, and other great <laughs> stuff right there in the outback. Hey, the outback, something for everyone. Now, let's be, let's get away from the outback one more second and just say that. I've seen some of your ladder and table matches, and truly, they're awesome. You and your brother, and I mean this, uh, you know, uh, I mean this sincerely, are part of the new wave of professional wrestlers. It's more about being faster, and, you know, maybe you're a little smaller and a little lighter, but you're that much faster and that much more intense, and I, for one, really like to see that. I think it's awesome. Oh, thank you very much. I I certainly appreciate it, but you're, you're right. It has turned where... Ten years ago or fifteen years ago, you know, you had to be you know, three hundred fifty pounds and six foot eight to succeed in the wrestling business. But now it's reverted back to athleticism, you know, more or less. The size, you know, you, you still got to be a big guy. Jeff's two fifteen, I'm two twenty five. But you know, we're we're small compared to you know guys that are three hundred pounds or three fifty now. But you know, whenever it's all said and done, now it just comes back to what you can do athletically. And if you can go in the ring and you know be a great athlete and entertain in whatever capacity it may be, size isn't that much of a matter now. You know, I know uh, Edge is a big fan of yours. Yeah, I met those. I met him backstage. Yeah, and, and that match between you and Edge and Christian and the and the Dudley Boys. That was legendary, man. Yeah, well, thanks, man. We've you know we've had a couple of those actually. We've had a uh, you know, three TLC matches and we've had a triple threat ladder match and we had the first ever ladder match with Edge and Christian tag team ladder match and first ever table match with the Dudleys and. We've got a lot of history with those guys, and, and I tell you, all, all four of those guys are, you know, great, and they're tough because we've been to battle with them. You know, we've kind of made each other's career off of uh, one another, so it's uh, it's been a long, interesting journey, and I'm glad I've had a couple of tag teams like Edge and Christian and the Dudleys to share with. So you think that this, do you think that even though it's your brother who's having the hardcore title match against Rob Van Dam, you think that there's a chance that there may be some table action happening at SummerSlam this weekend? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Whenever you have a match with no rules and there's Hardy's, Dudley's, Edge and Christian around, I mean, believe me, you can expect anything. 
All right. We're talking with Matt Hardy. Matt, it's great to talk to you. I hope to meet you sometime backstage at one of your shows. We always come down when you're up here in the Hartford area. And uh, good luck this weekend, all right? Absolutely. Thanks, man. Bye-bye. All right. See you, man. All right, we're back. I know I'll be watching with the kids, so uh, always a good time. And the Mr. Wallace's nose jokes are flying around here, as is uh, some reaction. Okay, Richard Control says, subject, okay, enough is enough. About Darkside Dave's dad, come on, leave him alone. He might have a large nose, and it might need its own area code, but the guy can't defend himself, nor would he probably want to now. I was laughing so hard when you guys were talking about it today. The whole tree thing was funny. That was funny, Fresh Frankie. Dave, honestly, they don't mean no harm for men. Well, maybe Nick does, but all the other peeps and myself are just fooling. Don't take it so hard. I mean, it's been a while since Nick's prostate, and we still talk about that. Anyway, have a good show. Rich in control. Wheeze says, uh, well, let's see, Freebird says first, uh, D, don't make fun of his father because he has a big nose. He's just abnormal and not normal like you and me. He has a problem. Never mind. Screw it. He has a big nose. Make fun of it more. It's funny as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Funny. Very amusing. Change of of, uh, position there. Mm. And Wee's right subject match game. D, last night on the match game... Is that show still on? No idea. (laughs) I think Gene Rayburn is dead. Well, Gene Rayburn, with his long, thin microphone, said, Dave's dad's nose is so big... And then the audience replied in unison, How, How big, big is, is it? it? <laughs> Gene followed with, Dave's dad's nose is so big that when he broke it, it not only needed a cast, it needed blank. <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley had the definitive answer, which was, of course, that Dave's dad's nose is so large that when he broke it, it not only needed a cast, it needed crutches. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're talking to my guy all wrong. It's wrong tone. Do it again. I'll stab you in the face with a soldering iron. Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> he was a he was a pip. Is he still alive? I think he's passed. No, I don't oh, know. God. Actually, he Where was the on greats? the X Files a few years ago. Maybe he's still around. Where are the greats? All right. Anyways, uh, apparently there we're having some uh, problem in the south part of the state with reception. Many of you have called in and said there's interference and what have you. We've had our top guy in, in the studio who informed me, no, it is not Mr. Wallace's nose uh, that is <laughs> interfering with our broadcast. It is, in fact, weather-related and atmospheric. Path. There's nothing mm-hmm. to do about it. So I didn't um, think it had anything to do with Mr. Wallace's nose. That was Nick. Uh, that was Nick's, actually, suggestion. Uh, nobody said that, of he course. He thought that not. maybe Mr. Wallace was in New Haven. Was causing yeah. some sort of Thanks distortion. For the <laughs> <laughs> but well, I said, we, Nick, that's not true. We wanted to uh, give Mr. Wallace an opportunity to defend himself on mm-hmm. the air, and Sean was trying to book uh, book him <laughs> on the show, but it's been difficult. We can't nail him down to one specific time since his nose <laughs> goes across all four time zones. <laughs> Poor guys. How's he taking this, Dave? Funny, funny stuff. Oh, I get to hear about it. But Dave, I have to say, has not issued the moratorium on Mr. Wallace's nose. Let me say something about Mr. Wallace and his nose. Mr. Wallace is a cool guy. He is. No, Mr. Wallace is a cool guy. He's got a good sense of humor. And, um, you know, I, I I mean, he's been, obviously, if Dark Side... If it was a big problem, he would have told Dave, and Dave would tell us. Well, and clearly, uh-huh. as Dave has pointed out, the nose is not prohibiting him from getting 
extracurricular activity. Yeah. <laughs> he's, still, <laughs> he's still getting the, uh, the old nookie, apparently. It's not stopping anything. Well, I talked to my old man about it, and you know what the whole fact of the matter is, is he's had to deal with this his entire freaking life, and a little pipsqueak like Nick isn't going to break him over it, so it's no yeah. big deal. As a person who has a feature or two that some may have made fun of in my lifetime, uh, I have learned, you know, you, you learn to... Uh, you either get used to it or you become a very sad person, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, have, a, you may have some fun. Anyway, yeah. uh, Mr. Wallace, you're a cool guy. We appreciate it. And uh, um, don't kill Nick. Okay? <laughs> Even though you know, yeah, I know you've, you've cut the ears off of, uh, you know, people that you've killed in Vietnam and worn them on a chain around your neck. Please don't kill <laughs> our Nick. That's what they did back in the day, you know, Nick. Did what? you know that? What did they do? Old school. They cut... They cut the ears off the Vietnam the, the soldiers that they killed and would dry them and wear them on the, as a necklace. Oh. Yeah, see, if Mr. Wallace tried to do that to me, I, I don't think I could take that. That'd be a tough one. Yeah, I'd maybe be able to get like, a few stabs into his nose. But, You have fair warning that he was coming. <laughs> All right, we're taking a break. Coming back, what do we learn today is next. Give us a call, 860-666-4444. What are these people playing for today, Nick? Is it an old school prize pack? Yes. Right on. Call now. Join the party. What more do you need to know? Nothing. It's D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104. D. Snyder Radio. Call D now. 666-4444. You may not love me now, but I can try, try, try. Radio 104. Now back to D. Snyder Radio. We're off to a good start. Radio 104. How far do you think Zalman got on Millionaire? Yeah, let's let's place our our bets. What are the what are the categories? How where do they break down? Nick? Yeah, Nick, how's it break down? All right, don't tell me. Uh, so <laughs> Turn on your no, mic. Something was wrong in here. Um, okay, well he could win a thousand dollars. Well, give us right. a high thirty-two, it, right? Yeah, thirty-two. It, it goes thirty-two. 64, yeah. and then it goes to 125, mm -hmm. then it goes to 250, and then it goes to the million. Oh, 250 wow. to the million, that's it, nothing in between. Yeah, nothing in between. What's so, below the 32s? What's one down from uh, 32? 32 would be 1,000. No, oh, okay. 16. Goes 1,000, 16, 32, 125, yeah. 250? Yeah, but if he, okay. if he gets a question, if he gets his questions right up to 32, if he gets the $32,000 question right... Let's say if he does get in the hot seat and everything works out, then um, if he gets that question right, he wins the $32,000 no matter what. Uh -huh. um, let's say if he's at one twenty-five, um, he could, if he misses that answer, he's going to lose $93,000. Oh, go all the way back down to thirty-two. Yes. So. Mm. Oh, actually, so 32 is your bottom. Yeah. All right. Well, first of all, Zalman, one of your, one of your own people... Uh, he, local legend is going to be a millionaire tonight. He's already was pre-recorded. He's been under a gag order, and they must hold your money. I'll bet you that's how they keep you quiet. You know. I bet they can't um, do that. No, they I'll don't. I bet I, they can. Yeah, if he gets, I've heard they don't pay until the episode airs. Yeah, 
Hmm. Richard didn't win his million dollars. He was walking around with a million bucks. Think people know who the winner was? That's also, true. the guy's got new cars, new house, you know? They hold it. It's only for a month. They'll pay you, I and mean, that's how they keep you quiet. But I think the answer is obvious. He got 32. You think he got 30? Th- see, Zalman is the type to go for it. Yes, that's what I mean. He's, he went for it. I don't think he could. I think that he, he would get kicked back right at 125. But you could, I don't think he would make it to the mill. But you could stop at 250, right, Nick? Yeah, and say you have to time. stop. Uh-huh. Yeah, but if you stop at two fifty and he got it wrong, he goes back to thirty two. Yeah, see, so uh, he would not stop. I think that he got one twenty five. Or no, you know what? I think he stopped at two fifty. I'm going to say he got two fifty. Wow. Well, there's one other mitigating thing. <laughs> Why not? Those two, those two attractive women who were with him at the Rockets game. Uh huh. They were with him at Millionaire. Right. And they're still hanging with him. Good point. <laughs> Good point. I'm sticking with my 250. You're going for 250. Yeah, I don't wow. think he got the million. Wow. Because I what think you, you hear about it when people get the no, million. No way. He would get the million. He'd be walking around just crapping his drawers just from excitement. What do you think, Darcy? Um, initially, I thought he got the 125,000, I was thinking. But, um, yeah, you know, I'm going to stick with that one. 125? Yeah, 125. I think he might have uh, reached there, went for the 250, and realized he couldn't get it, so he stopped. I'm saying 32. Nick? I'm going 64. All right. All right. So well, everybody picks something different. I think All right. We'll find out tonight at 9 p.m. Zalman's on. Go Zalman. Yeah. yeah, I think he's... Uh, I get the feeling he's on early. That's one thing I do kind of know. He's on the first half. He made it. He got out of the hot seat, into the hot seat very quickly. Because when they called, it was early on in the show taping, if I remember. Okay. Uh, time play. What do, you, what do we learn today? Any sponsors? Yeah, brought to you by Ricardo's Music Center, East Hartford, West Hartford, East Windsor, and now in the shops at 30 Plaza in Vernon. Also brought to you by Boomer McLeod of Orange, located on the Boston Post Road in Orange. Call 203-799-2734. Sing it. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. What we learned, what we learned, what we learned today. Let's start to Bo from the Tuck. Bo, good morning. Hey, how are you? I'm good. What'd you learn today, Bo? Uh, I basically learned that if I ever call up 104, I'm better off uh, calling you up and not pissing you off asking for Steve Snyder rather than basically saying, uh, asking for Daniel D. Snyder. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you better go with the Steve Snyder first. That's a, you're definitely better off with that because uh, uh, I wouldn't care. I won't, I won't respond. I'll just give you a look. Actually, Alice gave me the best line. Alice Cooper. Because his uh, his birth name was Vincent Fernier, and uh, some every now and then someone would say, "Hey Vince," mm-hmm. or "Hey Vinny," and he would turn to him and go, "My friends call me Alice," and that pretty much says it right there. You want to be my friend? Mm-hmm. You call me Alice. You don't want to be my friend? Then call me Vince. But if you're not my friend, then we got nothing to talk about. I thought that was a cool line. I've used that before. Uh, then I just choked the life out of him. <laughs> Beth? Hi, Beth. Hi, I what did learned, you learn today? Well, I learned a few things from Robbie Krieger. One is how Val Kilmer got that role and that he sent in an audition of his own Doors tribute band. Uh, also, that he probably didn't own Stay Hungry. Yeah. Got that feeling yeah. anyway. But we at least... I, I was... At least sort of made it a blip in his radar. Yeah, definitely. He went like, well, that's an interesting name. Where'd they get that name? Mm-hmm. 
something. The guy's from the freaking 70s, and he's obviously stoned off his ass. So, uh, you know, I mean, the fact that they made any kind of inroad with him is impressive. Let me talk to Joe from Columbia. Joe, it's D. Good morning. Hey, D. How you doing today? I'm good, man. What'd you learn? Well, you know what I learned? I think Nick probably voted in that most admired man poll that Beth reported on. You know how he likes looking up to Colin's, the whole hot plate thing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, so it was, it wasn't, he just thought it was Colin. He thought it was Powell's Colin, not Colin Powell. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. <laughs> uh, side Dave. My God, what did you learn today? Well, I learned that there is something so hip going on. Over 400 <laughs> miles of yard sale. Yeah. How cool Woo! is that? Nirvana. From from Kentucky down to what, Mississippi Alabama, or something? Alabama or something. Like something. That, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, you know, you start in, where was it? Kentucky. Alabama. We don't know where you start. We well, can start way. in Alabama or Kentucky, I guess. Start at either end. The promised land is afterwards. So you've done with the garage sale. Now you're in Kentucky or Alabama. Uh, Does it get much better than that? Dark that's side? awesome. The only problem is how do you see it all? You can't possibly. No, you well, can't. You, you know, you take a week off, vacation, <laughs> travel a little bit. I think it's like a three-day thing. I think it's a big weekend thing. It's like Friday through Sunday. That's awesome. Yeah, let's go. We're going to talk to Tom from Torrington. Tom, good morning. What's going on, Jay? Hey, man, what'd you learn today, Tom? I learned there's a new resort in the state of Connecticut, and they got lots of mountain biking, skiing in the winter, everything. What is it? It's called Mount Wallace. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what else? What else? What, Tom? There's lots of sex going on there, dude. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) Hey, man, everybody's getting laid. Look at Darkseid's dead quiet. <laughs> he's just plotting. I don't think he's voting oh. for you, Tom. Sorry. Okay. Hey, Nick. Mm. Oh, cool. I like this. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to need this music this weekend is what I learned today that the Woolkit girls, did I say that correctly? Woolkit? Yeah. They're kind of pissed, but uh, I'm going to meet some of my idols from back in the day. Tony Atlas? Is that the guy? Was my idol? Mr. USA. Mr. USA, yeah. yeah. I'm going to meet him and stuff, and we're going to have wrestling. But, uh, Dia, I'm thinking about having some women in the ring. Maybe a bunch of them can wrestle me at once. And, uh, yeah. And one extra little match there. Yeah. So, I'm. None of this kickboxing karate crap. Right. Straight old school. Hermano, hermana. Yeah. If, if, <laughs> Hermanas. If they're tough, Hermanas. they'll be able to take it. You know what I mean? And uh, I'll just go in the ring with them and wrestle them. And, you know, maybe get a few cheap feels here and there and you see what they're like, butt. you know? You're going to be like John Candy and yeah. Stripes. Really investigate. My man <laughs> is going to do it all. <laughs> yeah. Really investigate these Wolcott girls. So look out Saturday night. Watch Is it out, fair you were born this way? Yeah. Fair? Okay. Last man up, Chris from Oakville. Chris. Good morning, D. How are you today? I'm good, man. What did you learn today, Chris? Uh, no offense, Dark Side, but I learned that Mr. Wallace's nose is actually a benefit to oral sex because he can go down and not need a snorkel. Oh, oh. it's the guy's dad you're talking about, man. That was over the line. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't stand. I'm not going to listen to that dark side, Dave. Silence. Okay. (laughs)
He's not happy. He's not happy. That Psycho Dan put those through, man. I know, uh-huh. I know. Don't That's- don't hate me, hate Psycho Dan. Well, tell your dad's nose to be a man and step up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I learned. Beth farts. <laughs> Beth farts. I didn't think she did. I said in my life, but then I took it back because Nick was so horrified. I said, no, I don't. I never have. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't buy that. I, I mean, you fart, you stink up the joint once in a while. I don't buy that Suzette doesn't. Well, you catch her. I'll tell you what. You get her, you get her catch her farting, I'll give you the money. Maybe, maybe I'll try to gain her confidence and say, come, come on, Suzette, let's be honest. Come on, sister. Woman to woman. Yeah. Sister And you'll run tape? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of I'll course. Be, I'll be mic'd. Sean, read him and weep and uh, don't be too hard on Dark Souls Dad. All right. Bo from Nagatuck learned that if he ever calls in, he's better off better off asking for Steve Snyder and not Daniel D. Snyder. Joe from Columbia learned that Nick probably voted on the men people most admire poll by voting on what he thought was Colin and not Colin Powell. Tom from Torrington learned that there's a new resort in Connecticut skiing, <coughs> mountain <coughs> biking, <coughs> lots of sex, and it's called Mount Wallace, everybody. Yeah. And Chris from Oakville learned that Mr. Wallace's nose is a benefit in oral sex because when he goes down, he doesn't need a snorkel. Yeah, you might have not wanted to play Dancing Queen before you read those dark sides. Dark sides! For your own dad. <laughs> and mom! <laughs> well, he's fair. <laughs> That's true. Can't say it. He's fair. Not. Take that into consideration, Paula. Uh, <laughs> She was on vacation for that one. Okay. Is she back from vacation? I haven't seen her in days. All right. Who's it going to be? I personally like Tom. I did too. I did too. (laughs) It's Tom. It's Tom. Mount Wallace it is, Tom. Wait a minute. It's funny. (laughs) You can't vote. He's he's sorry. We've got to win the damn prize back for God's sake. That's all right. Right on. Hey, Nick, were we supposed to give away passes to Lime Rock today? Or is that done? No, that's not done. Tom, you have any interest in going to Lime Rock up cool. to see the car show up there? Right on. Okay, we'll give you the prize pack and the passes to Lime Rock. It's for uh, here it is. It's 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 for August thirty first through September second. It's the Vintage Car Festival at Lime Rock. Lime Rock, you got a four pack and the old school D Sunday Radio prize pack. Okay, man. All right, appreciate it. All right, cool. Hold on a second. All right, get information. Joe, nicely done. Bo, well done. Chris, you went over the line. And, <laughs> and Psycho's going to get a beating after the show. A trauma beating that don't mean nothing. Okay. That was cool, right, Nick? Because I just saw it on the list yeah, and I realized sure. that we didn't do it. So, Especially, he, he wanted them and he could use them, so that's great. That's what it's all about, people enjoying the stuff that we give away. Well, okay. Will Cow's coming up next. As I said, uh, it was good. Nice to see Will Cow drove all the way down to Long Island to take Sean down there to the Twisted Sister uh, tribute album signing in Valley Stream yesterday. That was cool of him to do that because yeah, Sean would still be lost if we sent him down there by himself. So tune in for Will Cow's show. <clears throat> Let's see. Tomorrow, D-Side Radio. Oh, maybe on the road with Mudbone? <laughs> That's a big question mark this week. Zalman, we're recapping Zalman's appearance on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire tonight at 9 o'clock. What the hell's going on this weekend? The Side Radio Family Feud and possibly a surprise, a real big surprise interview, which I'm not announcing because I don't want to get stiffed. And we have a way of getting stiffed. People are going to get hurt for that. Don't forget, Sunday... 
premiere at 9 p.m. on VH1 of Twisted Sister Behind the Music. And Nick at Darkside Dave will be hanging out at Rookie Sports Bar in, and Grill in Cromwell, Connecticut from 8 to 10 with Radio 104 celebrating the premiere. With any of the peeps that want to come down, it's free. It'll be up there on a big screen. See my head, actual size. And uh, they're going to have a buffet for the Radio 104 listeners that come down. It's going to be a good time. Join the party. Enjoy the premiere in style at Rookie Sports Bar and Grill in Cromwell, Connecticut. And don't forget, all next week, it's Moonchild behind the music. And tonight, oh, thank you, Robbie Krieger, for calling in. If you like the Doors music, check out Robbie Krieger, Robbie Krieger's band at the Webster tonight, 7.30 showtime. And he has a new album out called something. Okay. Cinematics. I don't know what's called. Cinematics. Apparently it's an instrumental path. It's like some oral, visual, musical experience. Oh. Basically, it's like doing acid. Okay, mm -hmm. so check that out as well. Have a great day, everybody. Hang around for Radio 104 all day long. See you tomorrow. It's D. Snyder Radio. It's Radio 104.